late. You're right to fuck on time. Welcome to the podcast, episode 25. Hooray, we made it. Shut the fuck up. Where's that even coming from? Oh, I know where it's coming from. Watching the background to make sure it was streaming. It is. It's streaming live. What's up, motherfuckers? Happy to have you guys here. Got a great show for you tonight. Actually, got a short show for you tonight, I think. Um, We're going to talk about the rationality rules video again. A lot of people were disappointed in me because I didn't actually go through the video and mentioning what I had a problem with exactly. Um, so we're going to actually go through that video today. We're also going to take a look at Jordan Peterson's cult school that he's got going where they're charging people $65,000 a year to be a part of this weird-ass cult shit. Basically, Jordan Peterson is the new uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, somebody in the Twitter said he's a... Uh, Kermit the Fraud. I like that. Kermit the Frog. Ayo, I am Kermit the Fraud. I will take all of your money, please. That's Jordan Peterson for you. So, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting me on Patreon. And we're up to uh, $335 a month. Hooray! 62 of you are fucking awesome and decided to support the show. And uh, you guys know the deal, right? I've talked about this enough. My main channel is not making very much money anymore because I decided to do this instead. So if you guys like this show, if you want to see me continue to do it, please think about supporting me on Patreon. The vast majority of money I make goes to the Humanist Society of Mississippi Animal Sanctuary. Where we rescue animals that are about to be put down, and uh, that's an awesome cause in my opinion. So please go to patreon.com front slash podcast and uh, hook a brother up. Help me out a little bit, will you? And uh, also, as always, super chats. Super chats are the best way to support the show live. And uh, no question is dodged. If you want to know how Super Chat works, basically there's a little money sign underneath the live chat. And you click on it and you can like donate money to me. And the more money you donate, the more serious I will take your question. You can buy my love right now, which is fucking awesome. I won't actually read these just yet. I'll save them for a little bit later in the show. But I do love you guys and I do appreciate that. So get your Super Chats ready. Going to be answering Super Chats all night. As always, no fucking question dodged. I will answer any goddamn thing. So... Guess we'll go ahead and we'll get right into the rationality rules thing. Still big controversy. Um, they actually YouTube. I got. I would load it up. I guess I'll just tell you guys about it. YouTube removed my last podcast about this from uh, YouTube. They've banned it in all fucking countries. So I'm re-uploading it. Hopefully it's re-uploaded by now. It should should be just about. Oh, it's processing still. I had to re- fucking re-upload the whole thing. Got two minutes left, so I guess it'll be up by the same time this video is. Sucks, but what you gonna do? Can't believe they fucking did that. What a fucking goddamn hassle having to re-upload this shit. So anyway, can't silence me. I'm gonna fucking just re-upload it and you guys can suck my dick about it. But people are already fucking mad in the chat. Uh, looked and there was already like uh, 50 downvotes before the fucking show even goddamn began. And you people hate me. But anyway, big controversy already going around about this uh, rationality rules thing, and people are rightfully, in my opinion, mad about it. And so we're going to go through the video and talk about why people are mad about him and how I felt that he misled people. And uh, it's not just him. You guys saw my fucking thumbnail for this. See the thumbnail, rationality rules. Blair White also made a video about this uh, subject, and uh, so did J.F. Garapay. These are the guys that are coming out of the woodwork to uh, take up for rationality rules. When you got these guys come up to back you up, you got to really rethink what you're doing, in my opinion. You got the uh, the weirdo white nationalist J.F. Garapé and uh, Blair White both got you back. I don't know. I think there's a reason they got you back. I think you might be on the wrong side of this. So let's go ahead and take a look. We're going to go through this video, and I'll tell you what I got and what I think about it. Here we go. Rationality rules. So 
Rationality Rules put out this video, uh, basically, and the thesis of this video is that women's sports are in danger of being destroyed forever because of trans people. If we don't do something immediately, trans people are going to destroy women's sports forever. And that's, like, you can say that I'm overstating this, but that's literally what he says in this video. That's literally the thesis of this video. He basically set out with this conclusion that trans people are going to destroy women's sports and then he framed the entire issue where he left out things that he should have said. He, he in no way still manned the trans argument. He basically made it look as bad as he could possibly look for trans people without giving you the proper information to put everything in context and make an educated uh, decision about what you're seeing. He, he framed it. That's what propagandists do. They don't necessarily lie to you. They take little bits and pieces of the truth and they leave out things on purpose in order to frame the the. Uh, narrative in a specific way to make you think what they want you to think and that's exactly what he did here we're going to take a look at that um so basically that's his thesis that these trans people are going to take over the fucking sports so he starts out this video uh with unfortunately for some reason pierce morgan like that's the big guy he started off with to be afforded absolute equality so pierce morgan basically long story short says transgender women are basically still men and it's not fair to let men compete against women in sports. And that's basically the gist of what he's saying. And so rationality rules, it's like, hey, I disagree with fucking peers on some things, but I absolutely agree with him on this. And so, yeah, bad sign when you're starting out agreeing with Piers Morgan, the right-wing shithead who was literally Donald Trump's uh, apprentice, the guy Donald Trump picked as apprentice, uh, just the biggest right-wing fucking dick in the world. Bad way to start, in my opinion. So let me go ahead and play where he gets into his thesis after he lets this trans woman start. Now, here's this thesis about how uh, trans women are going to destroy all of women's sports. Logic that currently permit transgender... In a nutshell, I find the arguments and logic that currently permit transgender women to compete against biological women to be remarkably flawed. And I'm convinced that unless quickly rectified, this will kill women's sport. All right. Well, that's a hell of a claim right there. So we're living at a time right now where trans people are undergoing hate, probably like they've never undergone before, simply because we have the Internet. We have people putting in the spotlight on them constantly. We have people constantly shitting on them. And because of things like Jordan Peterson lying about Bill C-16 and all that stuff. So we live in a time where trans people are committing suicide all over the place. They're one of the most vulnerable classes in the entire world right now. They just, you know, they just take shit after shit after shit. So when you're going to make a video like this and you're going to claim that transgender women could possibly destroy all female sports. And, you know, female sports is something that people take very seriously. It's like American pastime, like both male and female sports. This is something people are very, very passionate about and very and care very much about. And so when you make a claim that the trans people might destroy all of female sports, that is clearly something that's going to upset a lot of people and make people very much dislike trans people. So before you make a claim like that against our society's most vulnerable class, you better fucking make sure you have the nuts, right? And by the nuts, I mean the evidence. You better make sure that you've done such fucking amazing research that you have all your I's dotted, all your T's crossed. You still, man, the trans issue as hard as you possibly can in the trans people's favor. You do everything you can to make sure this is incredibly fucking fair because you absolutely don't want to make the most vulnerable class among us experience an extreme amount of hate because of what you're saying, right? It's, you have a responsibility, right? 
obvious responsibility here to make sure you do this properly. And he did not do it. I will show you more about what he did not, did, did not do, but he absolutely did not live up to the responsibility of this charge that he makes. And it's kind of hilarious, too. Instead of showing the most in-depth scientific study that they've done on this, he doesn't even mention it. And instead of showing the scientific study, he shows a Joe Rogan video. Literally, you cannot get any more fucking bro than this video. This is bro fucking science. And so, yeah, he took shit for this, and he should. And so we're going to show you. So this is, a, this is his thesis. Trans women are going to destroy, if we don't do something immediately, destroy women's sports forever. So let's see how he frames this. In my opinion, an incredibly misleading way to uh, back up his preconceived notion that he's already set forth here. The transgender woman Rachel McKinnon is the UCI Masters Track Championships women's 35 to 44 sprint gold medalist. Okay, so what he's doing here right off the bat is he's giving you examples of these trans women dominating sports. Proof that if we don't do something immediately, trans women are going to take over all of sports and we're going to have no, no more women's sports anymore. Women's sports are doomed because of these trans women. So here's the... Uh, the way he's framing this. He's going to frame this by giving you several examples. And so what's curious here is about what he says about these women and what he leaves out. He basically, he's framing this in a specific way to make it look as worse as it can possibly look against trans people instead of actually still manning the position against trans people to make sure that there's not undue hate towards them. So first, he starts off with this woman. Uh, so he says, this woman, she's the, well, let me just play with you. I can just play his own words. I don't think I can tell you. Transgender woman Rachel McKinnon is the UCI Masters Track Championships women's 35 to 44 sprint gold medalist. All right. See, this transgender woman has taken over this fucking bike race. Just one more example. Okay, well, what he doesn't mention about this woman, and you, you guys can say if this is, uh, you tell me if you think this is information that he should have given his audience so they can make an educated opinion about what's going on here. This woman is... The champ, she's the only world champion right now, as far as I could find. She's the literally the only trans world champion. And what is she the world champion of? She's the world champion of basically a senior league, thirty-five and over. Uh, they have the, all these senior, these masters, these uh, these senior leagues, uh, quote unquote. I call them senior leagues, but basically, they're mostly for retired athletes. She doesn't actually compete against the best of the best in the world. She competes in a seniors league, basically, right? And, and he did not mention that. Well, he mentioned that it was 35 to 39, but he doesn't like go into detail and explain to you that that's what it is, that she doesn't actually compete against the best in the world, that she actually doesn't hold any overall world records, period. That cis women who are at the top of the game at this destroy her in every fucking metric that could possibly be. He also doesn't mention the fact that the woman sitting beside her has beat her 10 out of 12 races already. She has been dominated, absolutely dominated by a cis woman she's been dominated repeatedly by cis woman so why has he not mentioned this that the woman beside him has won 10 out of 12 races isn't that information you think that if you were trying to be fair about this issue if you're trying to let everybody know exactly what's going to happen in the most you know rational rationality rules the most rational way you would give all of the information to your audience instead of just cherry picking little bits to make it seem like it's as worse as it can possibly be so that's what he does we're talking about a, a woman in a seniors league who's been beat 10 out of 12 times by this cisgendered woman. Cisgender women dominate, dominate transgender women by every single metric. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but he doesn't mention that. He just makes it look bad. Ooh, you know, she's dominating the women's sports, you know, but she's not. She's in a senior league and she's lost 10 out of 12. So he doesn't mention that. So to me, that's 
you know, shady, right? It's shady. You have to do better than that. When you're talking about trans people, the people that are most vulnerable to society and shit on continu- continuously, you have to make sure you let your audience know everything. So let's continue. Championships. Women's 35 to 44 sprint gold medalist. The transgender woman Laurel Hubbard won the 2017 Australian International Women's Weightlifting 90 Kilo and Over Division. Okay, and so he's framing this one. This Laurel Hubbard won an international weightlifting event where she destroyed all the other women in this international. They couldn't even compete because she's clearly a man. And transgender women are just destroying cis women all over the place. But what he's failing to tell you here is that, yes... This was sort of an international competition, but mostly it was a regional competition. It was something that was very, very lightly uh, competed in. Let me see if I can find the... uh, Here it is over here. Mm. Yeah, bookmarked it. There we go. What he's talking about is the 2017 Oceana Weightlifting Championships. And if you actually go look at it, Yes, it was competed internationally, sort of, but basically like only by like Samoa and people that were already in the region. It was mainly just a regional affair. Uh, New Zealand took 12 of the medals. Australia took nine of the medals. Samoa took eight. You know, wasn't really competed by the best of the best in the world. So, yes, she won a competition, a local competition that wasn't the best of the best in the world. But what he doesn't mention for some reason is that the very next competition where she was actually against better international competition, she lost handily. And she actually, let's, let's look her up. He has access to all this information just like I do. Let's type her name in Google News and let's see, you know, how dominant she's been. Laurel Hubbard. Let's type her name in and let's check out the Google News on it. So what is Laurel Hubbard up to? How is she competing right now? Uh, she fails to make a lift at her most recent event. Basically, she failed to make any lifts whatsoever. That's how poorly that she is performing against cis women right now. He also did mention the fact that she does not seriously compete against the best and the best in the world because she can't. The best weightlifters that do the exact same lifts that she does, they outlift her by almost 100 pounds. Let me see if I can find the thing here. Um, here we go. Show you right here. So her best lift is, boom. Clean and jerk, 328 pounds. The woman that does it the best in the world is 425 pounds. So she's nowhere even close to competing with cis women on this stuff, period. When it comes to world-class, top-tier competition, the cis women that are competing against her are bench, or not benching, but clean and jerk, are lifting almost 100 pounds more than her. She is not seriously competing with the top-tier competitors in any way possible. Why does he not mention this? Why does he not mention that she didn't even qualify, did not do a single lift at her latest uh, event, right? Why does he not mention that she gets handily beat every time that she goes up against against serious competition by cis women? Cis women dominate her, dominate her. And, of course, she's pretty much retired now. She doesn't even do this anymore. So that's the big – that's the second big – boogeyman that he puts up there lauren hubbard ooh, she's dominating all these cis women cis women can't even compete with her but it's not true cis women literally are lifting a hundred pounds more than her they are dominating why is he not mentioning this why is he using her as a boogeyman without being fair to his audience and giving them all the information 
they need to make an educated opinion about this. It's because he is framing the issue as bad as he can possibly can against transgender people to make the to make his case, to make his thesis that transgender women are going to destroy sports, right? That's exactly why he's leaving this stuff out. It's, it's misleading. This is exactly what all the other people are doing. This is what J.F. Garapay is doing. This is what uh, Blair White is doing. They're misleading you on purpose by what they're leading out in their propaganda to justify their narrative. Let's keep going. Hilo and over division. And the transgender woman Hannah Mountie competed in the AFL Victoria's Women's League. Hannah Mountie competed in the AFL. He doesn't really have anything to say about her because she competed one year. This lady competed. She doesn't even compete anymore. She's retired now. She competed one year. And in that year, how did her team do? Hmm, checks records. They came in fifth. That's how dominant she was. They came in fifth. So... Why doesn't he mention this? He's just, but no, look at her. She's big and she kind of looks mannish. So scary. You should be scary. And these three examples prove that if we don't do something about this immediately, trans women are going to destroy women's sports. You know, it's just the way he's framing this is clearly very, very one-sided. And in my opinion, irresponsible, which is leading directly to trans hate. And is it leading directly to trans hate? Yes. Since he put this video out, Blair Wright put her video out, Jeff Garapay put her video out, and my cousin, literally I was having a fight with my cousin on Facebook because he saw some of the shit and he was putting up memes about how transgender women are destroying women's sports and it's just disgusting that these people have mental disorders clearly and they shouldn't be anywhere near women's sports. These are men beating up women and it's just awful. Yes, this trans hate is absolutely spreading because of this one-sided bullshit these people are doing and it's shameful and they got called out for it by the ACA and they absolutely and lootly should and all these people shitting on the ACA over it like it just shows you how unfriendly the skeptic atheist community is towards trans people these days you know it's definitely not a trans friendly community let's keep going this is so far as it stands why I believe it is unfair to allow transgender women to compete against biological women so he believes it's unfair because number one Lauren Hubbard uh, who lifts a hundred pound less than her cis gender women competitors and also because this other girl is the champion of a 35 and over league after she got beat 10 times in a row by a cis woman. And then there's this other woman that played football. So that's just three big examples of why it's unfair to allow transgender women to compete. Ooh, he proved it, didn't he? But no. So it's just so depressing. Let's keep going. Lena Soul. She's 16 years old. All right. So now we're talking about now we're now we're out of examples, right? Now we're out of major examples because, like I said, there are absolutely no transgender champions except for this one woman who is the champion of a seniors 35 and over league, basically. So since there's no real examples to back up his point, they have to go to high school races now. And so this is what they're pointing at now: high school races. But what he doesn't explain to you is this: like transgender people make up. 0.6% of the population, almost like half a percentage of the population is transgender. So every single state has track and field events, right? All 50 states have track and field events and multiple track and field events. And all these track and field events have multiple events, right? They have like a 50-yard dash, 100-yard dash, 440, pole vault, javelin throw, shot, all this, like dozens at least. So you have... You have dozens of different events, dozens of different competitions per event in all 50 states. So you have like literally thousands of competitions, thousands of individual competitions, races, and whatnot across all the states. So if transgender women make up half a percentage of the population, a half a percentage point of the population, 
you would expect to see, you know, just by statistics, them win at least half a percentage points of all these thousands and thousands and thousands of races. So are they overrepresented? No. If anything, they're underrepresented. This is the they, they find they found one they, or two two girls that came in first and second in the same race. Basically, this is their big thing. Ooh, look, transgender people finally won a race. Yeah, they're allowed to win, right? Why even let them compete if they're not allowed to win? They're not even allowed to win high school things. They're not even allowed to come in first in high school. And it's not even like these high school girls are super fast or anything neither one of them set any kind of state records at all neither one of them came anywhere fucking close to the high school state records much less the college state records much less the pro adult records they're they're not that fast they're not destroying fucking any records or anything they just won a high school race exactly as you would suspect some trans people to do statistically considering they make up half a percentage one of the population this is just fear-mongering, right? Absolute fucking fear-mongering. Now, there is some uh, debate whether both these teenage girls have undergone HRT. And, uh, and to me, that's important, right? HRT, seemingly, according to the evidence that has been presented so far, according to the studies and whatnot, HRT seems to knock down whatever advantages men have, uh, biological or cis men have, when they transgender, when they trans over to become trans women. It seems to knock whatever that advantage down is to a level that makes competing against cis women completely fair. That is what the fucking peer-reviewed studies that have been done so far, and there haven't been really many peer-reviewed studies. There's not a lot of research that's been done about this, but what very little has been done about it, that's what it says. It seems like that... I know to a lot of people it sounds counterproductive. How, Dusty? How can you take an HRT and knock your advantages down when you were born a man and now you're a trans woman? You have all that muscles and you have all that bone structure and size. And How can taking HRT knock that advantage down? Well, I... Regardless if you don't want to believe it or not, that's what the evidence seems to suggest. Now, how it does it is this. So when you take HRT, it lowers your muscle mass. That's what it does. It it incredibly lowers your muscle mass, makes you less strong. It also lowers your uh, testosterone. Women who take HRT HRT have lower testosterone than regular cis women. It lowers it like beneath the level of the average cis woman. That's what it does, which makes it harder to build new muscle when you're on HRT than it is for a cis woman. It also... You have the same, um, like, frame, the same size sort of you did when you were a cisma. It, it knocks off a lot of the muscle and stuff, but the bone structure and stuff and the, and the size, you still have that. But what it does is it lowers your white, your red blood count. It lowers your hemoglobin. So you basically have less energy, less, less of an engine to fuel that bigger frame, which actually makes it a disadvantage, makes that big frame a disadvantage because unlike when you were a, a a male when you're competing as a male and you had all that white blood cells and hemoglobin to fuel that you don't have that anymore so you actually get tired quicker and it actually leads to having given you a disadvantage so all these disadvantages that are put on you by hrt seems to make the gap more fair in competing between trans women and cis women that's what the evidence says now you don't have to like it but that, I'll show you. That's what the fucking evidence says, dude. It's not my fault. I'm just the messenger. People are like, I'm so disappointed. Did you believe? Okay, well, sorry. I believe the science. I believe what the peer review study says, and this is what it says. And, like, if they have better studies that come out in the future that say something else, that prove that transgender people do have an advantage, I'll change my mind. But that this is what it says right now. And you can 
look at the fucking record of transgender people versus cis women. And cis women are dominating transgender women by every fucking matrix. So we look at the competitive landscape and we see that this backs up the peer-reviewed studies that say that transgender women don't have any advantages over cis women because HRT is taking those advantages away from them. That's what it fucking says. Anyway, let's keep going and then I'll show you the science and I'll show you that uh, Rationality Rules decided not to show you the science. Instead, he decided to show you Joe Rogan videos. So let's keep going. Five foot six, weighs 115. Oh, skip, skip the story made national headlines yeah. after Selena's mother made a fight. Right, high school kids, you're gonna, they're going to win some. Trans, transgender people are allowed to win races occasionally, right? So she's whining that she lost to transgender people, uh, but, you know, they're not even that fast, dude. Seriously. Been in those two spots and would have qualified. And so here we have a very real example of a young, talented woman losing a potential scholarship and career due to this issue. Well, what about the young, talented transgender women? Who, I mean, why don't you give a shit about them? I mean, it, it's just silly. It's ridiculous. How does this personally affect right, you? I'll skip over that. Well, there seems to be three primary arguments, and in response to Piers bringing up Selena's situation... He gives, he gives this three arguments, but his three arguments are actually, don't, don't list all three arguments, but I'll, I'll look at Sociologist Ellis Cashmore gave one of them. The girl who came, the girl who came eighth yeah. lost out on qualifying for the state finals and a potential $200,000 scholarship because the two winners were transgender women who were just built so powerfully and were so fast, she didn't have a chance. And that I'm cannot not, be fair. I'm not suggesting that there is an easy solution What is this. the solution, then? I don't, it doesn't make any sense. How could it not be fair? These transgender women are getting destroyed by cis women nationwide. Their, their scores, their, their race times are not even close to the top women, not even in their state, much less all of the states, much less colleges, much less pros. Cis women are not only competing against these trans women, they're destroying them. So to make the case that they can't possibly compete against these trans women is factually, observably incorrect. It's just an outright lie. Why he, is, why he keeps putting Pierce Morgan on here to make his points for him, this right-wing douchebag, just kind of shows you where he's at. Instead of actually showing you the science that is easily found, he is showing you clips from Pierce Morgan. That is not intellectually honest. That is not an intellectually honest to, way to do a subject like this that is so incredibly important and that is directly leading to hate aimed at one of our most vulnerable groups, right? It's just silliness. So anyway, I'm going to skip over. This, this is a case that's not even made by anybody. He's basically throwing out silly cases that no one really gives a shit about. Let me skip to his, where he lays out the third case and says the third case is, is the best one, and then that's his best argument. Referenced by institutions such as the Olympics, comp popular enough to want Sake. But that didn't make it thing. Would that make it fair for Anthony Joshua to compete as a featherweight? No, of course not. Or put it this way. And here he basically ignores the fact that HRT, according to the studies anyway, eliminates the advantage of that males have over, over females. And he basically con continues throughout this entire video to compare cis males to cis females. But transgender females on HRT are not the same as cis males. They act, that's what the science... Look it up, man. That's what the fucking science says. HRT lowers muscularity. It actually lowers... Uh, your, your, makes your frame smaller and lowers your hemoglobin and red blood cells, like I said, and also lowers your testosterone. So the, the comparison is flawed and not based on any scientific evidence. It's just basically his uh, biases. The majority once believed that atheists, such as I, should be burnt at the stake. But that didn't make it fair, right, or logical, did it? No, neither is now, argument. 
To be fair, this is the weakest of the three primary arguments, but it is indeed popular enough to warrant this response. Right, I want to get to this main <laughs> argument. So when a because of going through a male puberty. It changes many biological characters. Primary argument, which, for the record, is still over double okay, the here's they identified by countless sports. And right, uh, women's sports. Muscle right mass has shrunk to female proportions. To be clear, the IOC rules say that transgender women can only compete in women's sports after they have gone through a year of low testosterone due to hormone therapy. And um, that actually changes many biological characteristics, and especially those characteristics that are important for sport. So there's the primary argument given, and again, it's endorsed by countless sport and athletic institutions. The IOC, for example, has ruled that transsexual women can compete as women so long as they identify as one and their levels of testosterone are under 10 nanomoles per litre, which, for the record, is still over double the average of a biological woman. Okay, and here's another way that he's misleading you on the stats, and he's doing it in a very clever way, but... So, yes, the amount of testosterone that is allowed is double the normal rate, but he doesn't tell you, for whatever reason and it seems like he really should if he's trying to be honest, is that transgender women on HRT actually have testosterone rates lower than the average cis woman. Why is he not mentioning it? He's basically trying to make you think, see, transgender women can even have double the amount of average testosterone that women have and still compete. The reason this rule is in there is because Female athletes naturally have a higher level of testosterone, so they want to make sure that the testosterone level is not so unbelievably low that it affects cis women, right? But transgender women actually have a lower testosterone rate that are on HRT anyway of your average cis woman. Why is he not bringing this up? He's Because he's trying to make you think, see, transgender women, they can have twice the number of testosterone and still compete, see? These rules don't really... Uh, address the problem whatsoever it's just the way he's doing it in my opinion it's dishonest he is definitely not still manning the transgender argument he's trying to frame it in a dishonest way to make their the viewers walk away with an idea that's not really based on truth in my opinion but let's put this fact aside and still man the argument. Okay, please. Proponents assert that if a transgender woman has equal or lower levels of testosterone than the average biological woman, then they have no advantage. Okay, well that's not... Ac and he's about to play... He's about to play this, this Fallon Fox. Fallon Fox is a uh, transgender fighter. And Fallon Fox is about to explain this in t incredibly correctly. And he's basically almost making fun of her for what she's saying. And I've seen the audience make fun of her for what she's saying here. But what she says is exactly true, and he misses the point. The point is not just that she has lower testosterone, although that is part of it. The, the point is that the lower testosterone also makes it harder to build muscle. And also the lower hemoglobin, the lower uh, red blood cells, makes you have less fuel to move around this big uh, frame that you have, which is actually a disadvantage too. So there's multiple disadvantages with HRT, not just testosterone, which is what she's explaining here. And he completely basically, uh, he says he's still manning her argument, but he's straw manning it. So let's listen to her talk testosterone than the average biological woman, then they have no advantage. You hear the critics that say yeah. uh, being born male, Fallon, gives you a physical advantage mm -hmm. over a female competitor. So that's, in your opinion, is not true. Yeah, it's not just my opinion, that's the medical community's opinion. My testosterone le levels are actually lower than uh, 
any female that I've ever seen. <laughs> so bottom line, being born male doesn't give you a physical advantage competing in female MMA? No, no, not at all. I'm actually at a disadvantage. Now, and that's what, that's true. I mean, in a way she is at a disadvantage because she has lower white blood, red blood count. Uh, for that big frame, she has less energy to move around and it's harder for her to build new muscle because the lower testosterone, the HRT, does eliminate many of the advantages. She's, that's what the science says. She's telling the truth, okay? He is not still manning her position in any way. He's, and, and let's talk more about Fallon Fox, too. She's one that uh, Blair White gave as an example of uh, proof that transgender women are just too strong to compete against when you're a cis woman. It's just unfair. I talked about Fallon Fox a little bit, but it's just this, this use of Fallon Fox is so stupid. Because Fallon Fox is not even a top-level fighter. She's, she's a D-level fighter at best, right? Let me show you. Here's Fallon Fox losing to a cis woman, getting her fucking ass kicked by a cis woman. The so you say, you say that cis woman can't compete. So here you have Fallon Fox, who's a D-level fighter. Now, to be an A-level fighter, what would you have to be? Okay, first you have to fight in, like, the UFC, one of the top organizations. You have to be a woman fighter that makes it to the UFC, fights in one of the top organizations, and competes well. You know, it's in, like, the top ten. That makes you an A-level fighter. A B-level fighter is somebody that makes it to the UFC, but doesn't really have a good record, doesn't really do very well, doesn't compete in the top tier of it uh, a c-level fighter would be somebody that fights in one of the smaller organizations but it's like a champion or a top 10 does, does really well and then a d-level fighter would be somebody who fights in the lower organizations but is not a champion and doesn't do very well and doesn't really have that great a record that's basically what what fallon fox is not only is she is does she not proof that transgender women destroy cis women she's proof of the opposite because she is not even a top tier fighter Right, and here's a cis woman beating the shit out of her to say that cis women can't compete 12, against them. Romario de Silva is simply Here's a cis woman beating the shit out of her. Ashley Evans Smith, the perfect game plan. Pat becomes the first woman to beat Fallon Fox. The perfect storm. I don't think Fallon Fox expected that kind of fight. Beat the fuck out of her. So, what are you saying? What are you talking about? Cis women can't compete. They are competing. They're dominating these transgender women. Like it or not, that's what the fuck is happening here. There is not a single overall world record from women, from the women's side, that is not held by a cis woman. Not a single one in any sport on earth. Not one overall world record is held by a transgender person. Not one. Not one Olympic gold medal of it. Not, not even a gold medal. Any type of medal. Not a single Olympic medal has ever been won by a transgender person. You look at all the weightlifting records. They are, they're all cis. Transgender people don't even come close. So this argument that, oh my God, this proves that transgender women beat cis women and they're just men. And it's, no, it's not. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And they say, oh, Felon Fox, she fought a woman and she... Uh, hurt her orbital bone. She cracked her skull open or something. Can you name a single female fighter who has had six fights and not in any way hurt their opponent whatsoever? It's fighting. That's what they do, right? You know, Chris Cyborg, the former UFC women's champion, has destroyed many women, injured them incredibly, way worse than Fallon Fox has ever done. And she's actually a top-tier fighter, not just this D-level fighter. So this idea that cis women can't compete against these transgender women are, is just, it's factually and observably incorrect. And these, example, these, they, these examples they keep giving are obviously just to mislead you. I mean, you can look this shit up for yourself. You can see, like, here she is losing. Anyway, 
Let's get back to the video. Now, if I'm honest, I don't just find this argument flawed, I find it utterly ridiculous. Okay, why? To steal an analogy from a friend, saying that transgender women should be able to compete against women so long as they identify as one and have testosterone levels lower than one is like saying that a Formula One car should be able to compete as a superbike so long as it identifies as one and has less fuel than one. And David so basically, his whole point is here is that transgender women are not women, even though they are women. They're biologically closer to cis women than they are to cis men. That's how it works. P.Z. Myers, uh, world-famous biologist, made a really good video on this where he explained how most of the cells in your body are not sexed at all. They're actually uh, unisex, and they're waiting on hormones to tell them what they need to do. And if you change the hormones in your body, you change the way the cells react, and you can change if you change the hormones to be closer to a cis woman then biologically you are closer to a cis woman than you are to a cis male. So yes, biologically, transgender women who are on HRT are biologically closer to cis women than they are to cis men. That's what the evidence suggests. That's what the biologists tell us. Go look. Go fucking look it up, dudes. I mean, it's just silly. And he, his, his analogy here is ridiculous when he's not even putting the science or he's not even showing what the actual biologists and the people that study the subject say, right? He's just bullshitting and, and, and framing the, the argument to try to uh, prove his preconceived notion. Let's skip ahead a little bit. ...of testosterone isn't the be-all and end-all. Okay. Compared to a superbike, a Formula One car has much better traction, is more aero, is more metabolic rate, and significantly more fast-twitch muscle fibers. Or as Joe Rogan eloquently puts it... It's like... Do you know a woman who's got a hand that looks like that? <laughs> yeah. Find one find one because uh yeah okay how about uh cyborg chris cyborg has if a hand i, I bet chris Jared cyborg has a hand as big as yours and that's not there fair. are plenty of women with huge fucking hands dude joe rogan is being a huge transphobic bigot listen to him just not i don't care i don't care what anybody says now i could they're, they're men you're fighting men men are beating up women no they're women dude they're biologically closer to women so here's the funny thing <sighs> rationality rules instead of actually showing you the science instead of showing you the m most in-depth study on this he never mentions it he never once mentions the most in-depth study on this and instead he shows a joe rogan clip instead now let's just say you were trying to be fair about this subject and you were going to search for something to you were going to search for the science to still man the transgender argument and show all sides of it to be completely fair wouldn't you research to see if there's any science to show your your audience about this subject well let's see if i can find the number one study done on the subject that actually is about the exact thing we're talking about okay well what would i type in well let's see okay uh we're talking about sports medicine right that's sports medicine sports medics would be the ones to know about the transgender issue so let's just type in sports medicine trans that's how easy this is to find and okay boom the very first link that comes up the most basic amount of research you could possibly fucking do right so why did he not share the most in-depth scientific study with his audience on the subject he is talking about instead why did he show a joe rogan clip instead of sharing the science well in my opinion it's because the most in-depth study that is done on the subject goes against his narrative and he doesn't want you to know that Conclusion. Currently, there is no direct or consistent research suggesting transgender female individuals or male individuals have an athletic advantage at any stage of their transition. This is the now this is the study that there, there are not a lot of studies about this out there. 
there are not a whole lot of science about this out there, unfortunately. There needs to be way, way more studies done on this. But this, so far, is the most in-depth one. Why did he not share this study with you? I think it's obvious why he didn't. I think it's because he was trying to frame the debate against transgender people and prove his preconceived notions, and he did not want you to know. If he was honest about this at all, he would have showed you this study. Um, it, let's see. Um, let me read what it says here. All right. Objective. To the author's knowledge, there has been no systematic review of the literature pertaining to sports participation or competitive sports policies in transgender people. Therefore, this review is aimed to address this gap in the literature. And this was done by multiple doctors and stuff. They went through as much as they could possibly find, even though there's not much, as much of the literature as they could possibly find on transgender athletes. And this is the conclusion they came to. So anyway, if he was being fair in any way, he would have shared this with his audience, but he didn't. He showed Joe Rogan clips instead, which makes this video about as bro as you can possibly fucking get, which is why people were upset with him, because it doesn't seem like he was legitimately trying to uh, tackle this issue from a fair, uh, unbiased perspective. He's trying to mislead you by leaving things out. And so, yeah, he deserves to take a shit, in my opinion. Go ahead. Continue on this for hours, but for the sake oh, of brevity, do. I'll keep things short by emphasizing just one of the advantages that men have over women. When asked, okay, well, we're not talking about men over women, dude. We're talking about trans women versus cis women. Trans women are not fucking men. Why do you keep saying that, dude? I mean, it's simple biology. Go look it up. Go, go fucking listen to any of the biologists that study this subject. Biologists are telling us, they've been telling us for years that, that biological sex and gender are mo both more, way, way more malleable than you can imagine, right? It's just about hormones. If you change the hormones, you change the biology. That's the fucking way it works. We have modern science now that understands these issues and that can actually control this stuff. And this is what they're telling us. And instead, he's like, oh, men and women are different. Her to her. No, dude. Why are you framing it that way? That's why men outperform women in most athletic events. Jamie Pringle, a physiologist who's trained many Olympic champions, said the following. The most consistent observation about the difference is that women have lower total mass of hemoglobin in their blood compared to men, mm -hmm. and less blood in total. Mm -hmm. This means less capacity to transport oxygen in the blood, which, when combined with the heart's ability to pump that blood, and the muscle's capacity to extract the oxygen from it, is a key determinant of aerobic fitness and endurance. And so, the assertion that reducing a transgender woman's testosterone to that of the average biological woman will create a level playing field is objectively, scientifically, bogus. Okay, here's another thing he misrepresents about, right? He just said, oh, well, the reason that transgender women do so much better than cis women is because they still have the, white, the red blood count of men, and men have a higher red blood count. All right, so if he was trying to be honest about this, wouldn't he have gone and looked up the science and just shown you the science about it instead of, you know, just comparing them to men? And I'll show you. Like, he could have easily gone and looked up the science. Let's see. Uh, where is it? Is this it? No, that's not it. That's the other one that he did not reach. Let's see. I'll find it here. Uh, bookmark. Mm-hmm. I'm on the wrong page now. But anyway, uh, the science actually shows, I should find that fucking thing in a second, um, that the red blood count of transgender women is reduced severely, severely by HRT. Why is he not bringing that, bringing up that? Why is he not fucking showing the science? Let me see if I can find it. Um, 
main arguments. Oh, here he goes. It's the first one. Right in front of me. So, here we go. If you were trying to be honest about this subject, wouldn't you have been like, okay, well, I want to show them the science that backs up what I'm saying instead of just tell them. Wouldn't you have typed in, hey, well, let's see what the impact of hormone therapy on lab values is. Wouldn't you have typed that in? Because if you would have typed that in, you know, uh, hormone, or let's say, hormone therapy lab values. Let's just see what comes up. Let's see what if, if it lowers red blood count being on HRT. And it comes up like one of the first, right? Boom, here it is. First page, third link. I can find the information. Let's see what it says. Conclusions. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Results. We identified 183 transgender women, blah, blah, blah. The most significant changes were seen in red blood cell count and hemoglobin concentration, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Trying to read what it says here. I'll just read the whole thing. The most significant changes were seen in the red blood cell count, hemoglobin concentration, and uh, creatine levels after six months of HT, which increase in trans male and decrease in trans women after HT. So basically, this is the uh, study that shows you. They did studies. They looked at the fucking red blood cell count in the laboratory values, and they found that they are severely lessened in trans women. This is the third link. He could have easily provided this information to his audience instead of leaving this information out. Why did he not do it? Why did he not do the basic amount of research to show this? Why? Well, what is the reason? Is it because it did not fit into the narrative that he is trying to... Or was it ignorance? Maybe maybe it's complete ignorance. Maybe he just fucked the pooch. Maybe he decided to do this incredibly important video about trans women, one of the most vulnerable classes in our society, and decided not to even do the most basic amount of research before he put his opinion about this forward. Maybe, but if that's the truth, then he should definitely be shit on for that as well. You know, that is totally fucking irresponsible. Absolutely irresponsible. He should have shared all this stuff with his fans, and the fact that he doesn't means he deserves to be shit on for this. If Joe was to reduce his testosterone, and he would still Joe Rogan have again. his enormous hands. Just as Rachel still has a small pelvis, and Laurel still has a large number of fast-twitch muscle fibers. Yeah, but they have low, lower red blood counts and less testosterone that help hurt them making muscle, and she also gets destroyed by all top-tier cis competitors. So if they have such a huge advantage, why are they getting destroyed by cis women? Why do they not have any world records? Why do they not have any medals whatsoever? Why are they not actually dominating sports like you guys are claiming they are? That's a good question. It's maybe because you're misrepresenting the issue and trying to mislead people? That's my thoughts on it. And finally, the third most prominent argument given, and one that was also voiced by Ellis to Piers and Susan, is that sport has never been equal. There is and that's a lot something of other people. Kelly show. I think there's a myth of an even play. In and so anyway, no skip forward. He just kiss goes. goodbye to the vast majority of female athletes. Yes. You can kiss men. goodbye to the vast majority of female athletes, even though cis women are dominating trans women in every possible matrix. Fear make you afraid of these transgender women right it's just it's just it's shameful what he's doing here is shameful in my opinion it's shameful and it's wrong and he, and the, all the people supporting him on this okay dudes all right fine in the world at the moment and, and at one point here at the end also have mixed age 
I mean, because some he makes a lot of other stupid. I'm, I'm gonna, I've already done this for talking about this. Hours, so I'm gonna skip over. Basically, at one point at the end of this, he uh, refers to transgender women competing against cis women as mixed gender competition. So he's literally calling transgender women men in this video repeatedly. He's basically saying they're not the same gender as cis women, which is, you know, it's transphobia, you want to call it that, or anti-trans, or whatever you want to call it, but it's not pro-trans, and it doesn't go along with the, uh, the, the scientific evidence we have right now, right? So that's just the truth of the matter. So anyway, I'm going to quit talking about this right now. I've talked about it for an hour. This is how that they are framing this debate and this issue to make it look like the trans menace is a b- much bigger problem than it actually is when it actually isn't a problem whatsoever. This is a fucking non-issue. There is only, like I said, one trans champion, and that is in a senior league. That is a woman that got beat 10 times by a cisgender woman. It's just a fake issue, just like the bathroom shit, right? They're just trying to scare you and distract you with nonsense and uh, leave things out of their narrative in order to have you walk away from their videos thinking that they've proven their point when they actually haven't. They've just been dishonest about it. This is what, like I said, what JF's doing, what Blair's doing, what they're all doing. And like I said, this shit is absolutely spreading. It's absolutely causing hate against the transgender community right now. And uh, it's awful and shameful, right? And he should be called out. So many people are mad at the Austin, uh, or the atheist community of Austin, for distancing themselves from him. Even Matt Dillahunty came out in support of uh, rationality rules, which is really strange. Matt Dillahunty is basically sending a message to all the transgender people that are humanists, which he is one of the main representatives of. He's one of the main representatives of humanism. He's sending a message to all them that, "Ah, you know, we we, we support our buddies over you. You know, the ACA calling you out for putting out obviously anti-trans propaganda. Ooh, the ACA was wrong, and you're right. We stand, I stand by rationality rules, not the ACA. You're sending a very clear message to other trans people, you know, which side you're on on this. And um, let's see, I was super disappointed by this. Here's also GM Skeptic taking rationality rules side, you know. They're all circling the wag- wagons. Absurd, fairly obvious. I, along with pretty much everyone I know, have Steve's back. Well, you know, maybe you shouldn't, right? Maybe you should call him out for his irresponsible anti-trans video. Now I know that he said that he made mistakes. He put out a video, but he put out a video after the ACA called him out, basically comparing himself to uh, Galileo, cringe, playing the victim when there's no reason he should play the victim. The victims here are the trans people who are going to take shit because transphobic bigots watched his video and it backed up their preconceived notions about trans people and they used that as justification to shit on trans people. That is the real victims here. Not fucking rationality rules. Yes, I know he said he made mistakes, but it's been over a month and he still hasn't put his video out correcting this shit. It doesn't take that long to correct this shit. It needs to be corrected immediately. And he actually did change the uh, title of the video to let people know that it had um, errors in it, which I think is a good step. He's taken a couple good steps, but it's taken him way too long to actually address these issues. And uh, we'll see if he actually does it in his final video where he finally, uh, I guess, apologizes for his ridiculous, irresponsible video. We'll see if he comes clean about everything he did wrong and admits that he was being one-sided and framing this debate in an unfair way. I don't think he'll do that at all. I'm very, very skeptical, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, so that's all I'm going to talk about that issue for now. Sad to see how many people are just blindly against the ACA and taking his side on this. I don't think you guys have thought this through very well. I think he's being irresponsible and dishonest, and that's my opinion on it. All right, so let's stop and read the Super Chats. 
Super Chats. Thank you guys for the Super Chats. I really appreciate it. Uh, no acceptance. $20 says, hey, Dusty, love you. And also wanted to let you know that the, I left you some messages on Facebook. Again, thanks for taking a stand for what's right. Okay, I'll take a look at that. I, uh, I get so spam on my Facebook that I don't often check them very much because I feel bad because I can't message everybody back. So it's like if I don't look at it, then, then they don't see that I've seen it. And so I don't feel as bad about not responding. But I'll, I'll go ahead and check that out since you were very kind of donate. And I was very, uh, very generous of you. I appreciate it. Uh, Necronomicon. Love that. That's like from the Evil Dead, right? Is Facebook or Twitter better to contact you on? Also, keep kicking anti-HW ass. It's refreshing. Uh, probably Twitter is better. Uh, I'll see it better. But you can contact me on Facebook, too. Like, if you, as long as you let me know that you're sending me something, then I'll make sure to check it. But I'll check it out. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Rexel, $5. Dusty, you are rad. Thank you. What an old school compliment. Have you heard of the gaming development term known as crunch? It overworks game devs and has given some of them depression. No, but I'm not surprised. I know they work like 100-hour weeks, and they work their ass off, and they don't really pay them very well. So, yeah, you guys need to unionize. need better working conditions, definitely. Uh, Sylvia Martin, $5. Do you ever plan on coming to Las Vegas because my black trans wife and I would love to buy you dinner? I don't know. I've been to Las Vegas one time. I had a kind of a weird experience in Las Vegas where I went with a stripper. I was dating a stripper for a while and I went to Las Vegas with her and she was acting really sketch. So I basically just left her in Las Vegas and flew out, went to hang out with another girl. I actually went out to hang out with my current girlfriend instead of her. I basically just left her ass there. But anyway, I'll tell that story sometimes. It's a pretty interesting story. Uh, but I don't know. I, I've kind of get, gotten over a lot of my traveling. I'm kind of a homebody now, but if I'm ever in Las Vegas, I'll definitely check you out and thank you for the donation. Appreciate it. D-Dog, 10 pounds. Have you heard of Gnosticism before? Not that you know a God exists, but that the world was created imperfectly by a false God to keep people ignorant of divine knowledge. I mean, I've heard of Gnosticism, yes, but I don't believe that that's true. So Gnosticism is like one of the oldest religions, and like it's a Gnostic Christianity is one of the oldest versions of Christianity, too. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Lucy, Lucy Ferry says, thank you for your support and for exposing all these lies. No problem. Like, I'm doing the best I can. Like, I'm outnumbered. Like, I, I uh, put out... I finally put out a short video from my uh, podcast. Everybody's been asking me, you know, clip out just short little segments of this podcast and put it up on your channel because we don't have time to watch three-hour videos. So I took like a 25-minute segment where I was explaining the transgender issue and put it up on my uh, wall as its own separate video. And it's got, I think right now, more dislikes than likes. So I'm definitely taking shit for coming out in favor of the trans issue and uh, the skeptic atheist community is in no way trans-friendly whatsoever. We have a long fucking way to go before we get there, and it's really depressing. I don't know if we're ever going to get there, to be honest with you. I think it might be a lost cause. Dean Mayberry, $5. Thank you, Deans. Men take advantage of their power over women. Me Too men think that they should run everything. Equality now. Men who transition should be celebrated. Hashtag sure. Yeah, and I think it's a brave thing to transition. It's a brave thing to be who you are, you know, despite all the shit you're going to take, and, like, I definitely applaud them. Akeem... Adoram, $5, said, women's sports are already dead. All the cash and eyeballs goes to men's sports anyway. Leave the trans population be. They get enough shit. Yeah, if anything, trans athletes are just going to make more people watch the sport to see what the fuck's going on, right? It's only going to help. Pirates of Darkwater, $2. Love the show. Take my money and feed them animals. Will do. They getting so fat. They all so fat and spoiled, but I love them because they my babies. Appreciate it. Objectively subjectified. Side chat is filled with horrific transphobia. Still, thank you for speaking out on this. Our honest fans don't care what the truth. Just their bias. Yeah, like most people who leave comments leave negative comments about me. I, I attract trolls because I'm one of the few people that are actually speaking out against this. And so they're, you know, 
they're they're trying to attack me and discredit me all that they possibly can, which is to be expected. You know, obviously that's what they're going to do. That's what they've always done. Now I've been speaking out against the anti-HJW and the conservative community on YouTube for years now, and that's constantly what they've done. They misrepresent me. They shit on me. They try to uh, belittle me, and they try to make you believe that I'm uh, a dishonest person. And I'm only doing this for attention. That I'm old, and you shouldn't listen to me. But, you know, I'm just trying to tell the truth about what I see. And the science is what the science is. You don't have to like it, but it's there. Darth Hy- Hypatia, $50. Hey, thank you, Darth Hypatia. I appreciate that. That is very generous. Thank you, Dusty, for providing this fresh and logical perspective. No problem. Like, I'm just, I'm not even trying to do anything that special. I just went and researched this stuff for myself. And I'm calling out exactly what I found and what I see and wondering why other people didn't do the basic amount of research and share the research they found with their audience in an honest way. It just seems to me like they're doing it on purpose. Maybe not. Maybe it's ignorance. I don't know. But it seems to me like it's purposeful framing. Uh, $20 Canadian from Not My Real Name. Your voice is desperately needed on the issue. I appreciate it. You know, I'm just, uh, uh, I'm trying. Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to be, I don't need to, I appreciate all the pats on the back, but I don't need a pat on the back because I'm just doing the very, very basic of what a normal, decent human being would do, I think, right? And you don't need, like, cookies for that that's what everybody should be doing by default my opinion but i really appreciate that's nice andreas gave me uh 100 kroners i think that's right and it's from norway norway kroners i'm getting used to it i think that's like uh i don't know 50 bucks 100 bucks no that's that's 20 bucks right 20 bucks so thank you very generous appreciate that d dog gave me ten dollars and says the human body is fascinating result of evolution lower red blood cells less energy to the body therefore your body compensates by reducing muscle mass yep very easy to understand when you start understanding some basic biology. And, you know, the biologists have come out, and especially the ones that study sex and gender, uh, they've been coming out and they've been sharing exactly how malleable biology actually is and, you know, and, and how non-binary it all really is. And they've said it repeatedly over and over again. And these people like the conservatives and anti-HCWs, they just don't want to hear it. They don't want to believe it. They just can't. And they call us anti-science. But, you know, we're the ones actually looking at the science and we're telling you what they're saying. You don't have to believe it. Um, H.S. Ross, $20 Canadian. Thank you, H.S. Ross. Any thoughts on how we can best advocate for the Green New Deal to help limit GHG, GHG emissions and limit temperature rise 1.5 degree? Um, as the IPCC report says, we must avoid the worst effects on climate change. I think, you know, supporting AOC is a huge thing. I think that she's like our biggest champion right now. And she's doing amazing work. And I've been trying to like give her a boost too. I've been trying to like point out her Twitter tweets and read them out loud to show you just what an amazing campaign and just what an amazing person she is. So I think getting behind candidates like her is a great way to do it. Of course, getting Trump at office is incredibly important, too, because he's pushing us in exactly the opposite direction we need to go. It's pretty horrible. Thank you for that. Very kind. Appreciate it. Sophia Lovestrom gave me a 100 kroners. Thank you very much. Very kind. The problem for the haters is that a few trans women actually are okay at something. Yeah, it's like no problem that they compete. It's a problem when they win. You just can't win as a trans woman. Even at high school level, you're not allowed to win or they bitch. So why even let them compete if they're not allowed to win? It's just obvious what you guys' biases are. Thank you for facing the lies of those haters. They love those myths about trans women big with big hands. Love from Sweden. Yeah, like, like there are no big women out there that have big hands. If you look at the woman who has the world record and the same exact thing that uh, Laurel Hubbard competes in, the snatch and jerk or whatever it is, the snatch and clean or whatever the fuck you call those things, the one that actually lifts 100 pounds more than the transgender athlete. She has huge hands, a big-ass woman, right? So pretending like women can't get that big naturally themselves is just, you know, it's just not true. Not my roommate. Gave me $25 Canadian. It says, thank you for voice on this issue. No problem. I'm doing the best I can. Like, I really appreciate that. That's uh, that's very nice of you. Uh, let's see. 
Nella Dower gave me five dollars. Says I'm trans and agree with RR, but think he did didn't he did a shit job presenting the issue. I'm not comfortable competing with a women or men. I want a better solution. Okay, well, I mean, I guess that's fair. I don't. What do you agree with him on exactly? Do you agree that he? I don't know. Do you agree with me that he represented the issue in an irresponsible and misleading way? I don't see how, how anybody could watch what I just said and show the evidence I just showed and not think that he was purposely being misleading. But maybe not. Maybe he was just ignorant. I guess that's not much of a defense. Shiro plays $2. Dusty, Google the boxer Patricio Manuel. Okay. I will Google the boxer Patricio Manuel. Let's see. Copy, paste. Is this a transgender boxer? I think I may have heard about this. I'm not really sure. I guess I guess that's a male to a female to male transgender boxer. American professional boxer, 2008, he became the first transgender boxer in the history of the United States to have a professional fight. Man, was a five-time USA female national amateur boxer. He fought his last fight as a woman in 2012 against. Let's see, that's interesting. I'll have to look that more later. I'm not gonna actually look up that up on the on the air right now because that will be not the greatest. But thank you for that two dollars. I appreciate that. I will look into more of that later. Uh, Darth Hapasha gave me another $50. Very, very kind. Appreciate that. If you really care about trans people, advocate for making sure they find ways of still passing their genes on. Otherwise, this is just a way of chemically castrating gender divergent phenotypes. That's true. There's so many ways that you can support trans people and saying, I'm not transphobic, but then putting out clearly transphobic arguments, clearly one-sided, not well-researched, misleading arguments that are just going to cause hate towards trans people. Like, you can say you're not transphobic, but if you're putting out misleading arguments that are going to put hate towards trans people, then what's the fucking difference, right? It's just pretty shameful, in my opinion. you got to be way, way, way more careful than this, folks. You have a responsibility to be more careful than this. Alexander Brown, $10, says, Dusty, I started out against your point, but you're convincing me. Just answer me this. Is there a study I can see that tells me the rankings of trans women versus women, if it's about the same, I'll be convinced? Um, No, there's not very many studies done on this, as far as I'm concerned, but as far as I can tell, but I mean, you can just look into it. You can look at all the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of different competitive competitions that women are engaged in. And how many of these have you heard about are dominated by trans women? Well, none of them are actually dominated by trans women, but how many trans champions are there? Well, there's one in a over 35 league who got beat 10 out of 12 times by a cis woman. That's the only fucking trans champion that I could find out there. There might be another one, but I couldn't find it. So it's, it's really a non-issue, to be honest with you. D-Doc, 2015, $5. Any tips for a dog who keeps licking and chewing her paws? Um, not really. I don't have that problem with my dogs, so I guess just clip their, clip their paws the best they can and uh, try to tell them not to do it, give them uh, positive reinforcement for not doing it. Not really sure, to be honest with you. Sorry about that. Wish I was more of a dog expert as far as I'm concerned. Dickhead. Give me three forty nine New Zealand. Hey Dusty, would you go on Jesse Lee Peterson? I asked Jesse Lee Peterson to have me on, and he never responded. I asked him to come on my show, and he never responded. So yeah, I would go on, but he never responded. So what you gonna do, right? RR helped confirm that I made the right choice coming out. His video was simply pure ignorance, inexcusable, but not transphobic. Love your channel. I mean, maybe it wasn't directly transphobic, but when you put out arguments that are either misleading on purpose or because of ignorance, and they lead to trans hate, what's the fucking difference, right? Might as well be transphobic. It's like if you put out racist shit that racists use to be racist, and you're not racist yourself. Okay, well, you help racism to spread, so still, fuck you, right? Um, Zai gave me 
$5 and says, Take some money from a poor trans girl. Also, do you think the world will ever get to the point where trans people can peacefully exist? I doubt it. I don't know. I, I, I've been really, really discouraged by this whole situation because I thought the uh, atheist community was way more progressive than this, and it's not at all, man. It's way, way, way uh, still regressive on this issue. There, there's not a trans-friendly community in any way whatsoever. You can see by the response to this. So I'm, I'm very discouraged. But do I think eventually it'll happen? Yes. I think eventually we will progress past this bullshit, past this biased, you know, uh, anti-trans bullshit. It'll just take a lot longer than I thought, unfortunately. But, you know, we'll work on it. Like, we're, we're fighting. We're, we're losing the battle right now. We're losing the fucking battle, but we're not going to lose the war. We're going to lose battles and lose battles and lose battettles, and then we're going to start winning them, and then we're going to win the war. It's just... It's, we're just starting, so don't don't get too discouraged, even though some discouragement is completely normal and understandable. Um, Masoka, 122, $5 is kind of, kind of fired how the right fight tooth and nail for unborn babies but are willing to toss migrant kids in cages. What the fuck? Yeah. They only care about the babies before they're born. Once they're born, they don't give a shit anymore, right? They don't believe that you should have like a, a strong social safety net to take care of them. They don't believe that you should have like a drug reforms for the ones that are unwanted and get caught in the system and shit. You know, they just don't really give a shit. It's just typical Republican bullshit. And $20 from Kepto Comic. Hey, Dusty, what part of the roughly safety first of MS are you in? I tour comedy and... Oops, I can't see the bottom of that. And we'd love to send you some passes if close to home. We'd like to shake your hand. Um, I am in the uh, mid of the state of Mississippi, in the middle area. So if you're ever in the middle area of Mississippi, let me know, and uh, maybe you can have coffee or something. That'd be cool. Definitely let you buy me a coffee. No beer, unfortunately, because uh, I don't drink anymore. But anyway, that's all the super chats. More super chats, please. I will answer any questions, and I really appreciate that. That's very generous, and let's continue the show. We have some interesting topics coming up. You guys heard about this Jordan Peterson school that he's got going? Man, this shit is crazy as fuck. Basically, Jordan Peterson is the new um, L. Ron Hubbard, in my opinion. And I'll show you guys what I'm talking about here. Let me go ahead and close some of this fucking shit down real quick. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Get rid of Fallon Fox getting her fucking ass kicked. Get rid of her showing that she lifts 100 pounds less than the nearest CIS competitor. Let's get rid of her showing that she didn't even make any lifts at her last competition whatsoever. That's how little she's actually competing with CIS people. You know, thank you for being honest about the situation, Rationality Rules. This was April 29th, by the way. This is before... He put out his video, I think. Um, I think, wasn't it? April? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe th- maybe this was after he put out his video. So I guess I'll give him some slack on that one. Um, and here showing that it wasn't an actual international competition. All right. All right, I'm going to show you this. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Here we go. So anyway, one of Jordan Peterson's new grifts is that he's conning his fans into signing up for this school that costs them $65,000 for a year. And it's really, really, really fucking cult-like. So let me show it to you, right? So this, is, uh, this was on his Twitter three days ago. I guess it's four days ago now. And he's been advertising this all over the place, uh, trying to get people to, to sign up for it. And it's kind of... Uh, vague the people don't really know how much it costs or anything until they get into the process and they i'll show you in a minute how they do it but they kind of mislead them and then finally at the end they reveal to them that it costs sixty five thousand dollars in the scam so peterson fellowship at acting school of business ranked by princeton review as having the most competitive mbas in america seven years in a row apply now so all of this is bullshit 
what he's doing here is he's purposely trying to mislead people. Now, if you read this, Princeton Review as having the most competitive MBAs, what does that make you think? Do you think, hey, according to Princeton Review, which is obvious, it's Princeton, so it's obviously a reputable source, this program gives you the most competitive MBAs in the business world. Obviously, the, the, the job market make, is what makes this competitive. And so these MBAs are incredibly competitive in the job market. That's how important this business school is. Isn't that what you would think? Of course, that's what he wants you to think. But that's not actually the truth whatsoever. The truth is that the most competitive MBAs is where the students go to the Princeton Review website and they say, hey, our classmates are really competitive. See, they're ba it's basically a cult. And they basically encourage the cult members to go to the Princeton Review website and fill out the online survey saying that their classmates are really competitive. And, and, and then they use that as a selling point for the school to, to mislead people. I'll show you here. Here's him where he says, I just showed you where he says most competitive MBAs. And then here's the website. The way it works, the way he words, the way he words it, purposely meant to trick you into believing that the MBAs from this program are the most competitive in the job market when nothing could be further from the truth. It's simply an online survey of your classmates. Here's the Princeton Review. Most competitive students, that's what he's talking about. Based on student answers to survey questions concerning how competitive their classmates are, how heavy the workload is, and the perceived academic pressure. That's all we're talking about here. It's not that these are the most competitive MBAs in the job market. It's that it's a cult, and they're like, hey, did you go to the Princeton Review yet and tell them how hard your classes are? Go do it. Peterson wants you to. Jordan wants you to do it. Go do it. And they're all like, okay, der, der, let me go fill this out because this you know, part of it. Well, it's what we're known for, so we all got to go do it, right? And so it's just basically an online survey that they're using to purposely mislead people. It's just a scam. You know, Jordan Peterson is a con artist, and this is just an obvious fucking part of his scam. So let's look into this a little bit more. This whole thing is so fucking crazy, right? I don't even know where to start on it. Let's see. Okay, so I guess I'll go... I thought I had, oh, here, I had this open. So here's a Reddit thread about it. This is basically one of his fan, uh, one of his fans that started an open letter to Jordan Peterson explaining to him that it uh, something, something's hinky. Something's hinky in your fucking scam, and we want more information about it. And he starts asking questions. Let me just go back here, and I'll show you this. All right, so this is Jordan Peterson uh, advertising his school, his $65,000 school. And uh, here is the webpage that he leads you to. So cult-like, the opportunity. Audition, you have to audition for it. Audition for the Peterson Fellowship at the Acton School of Business in Austin, Texas. The fellowship includes pay-it-forward financial support, blah, 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 blah. And so here's... And so this person goes to Reddit and they want answers. I was accepted as a Peterson Fellow for the Acton MBA Fellowship and had my acceptance rescinded for asking too many questions and being uncomfortable with ambiguity. I'm confused, Dr. Peterson. This program requires $65,000 in debt and relocation. We deserve answers. Dr. Peterson, the following is an unedited transcript of the email exchange I had with Acton Sense. Being accepted as a Peterson Fellow, I'm confused. Your message of responsibility speaks to me deeply, and it does not seem very responsible to ask someone to uproot their lives, move across the country, lose a year of wages, go into $65,000 in debt, all for a program that refuses to answer basic questions about your level of involvement. The Acton MBA seems like a wonderful standard program, but fellows applied for this because of your name. Not because of Acton. If you just signed off on this as a branding deal, I'm profoundly disappointed. I'm flummoxed that you haven't mentioned it once in a public interview that I can find in the past months. Not even your recent Q&A. So basically this guy's 
like got accepted. They want his money. And so he starts asking questions, right? He sends all these questions, you know. I, uh, how does the Peterson Fellowship differ from standard acting MBA specifically? How will their workload class experience different fellowship recipients? What is Jordan Peterson's involvement in any? Just asking, you know, can you give me information before I give you $65,000? And so the CEO, Jeff Senefer, which we're going to talk about in a minute, he's basically a right-wing douchebag, rich right-wing douchebag. Um, oh, I can't see that shit. I don't know how you get off that. God damn it. Fuck my life, right? Anyway, basically he responds with, uh, you're asking too many questions, so we're going to let you go. We already have like 2,300 people who have tried to sign up and apply to be a fellowship, and not, and they didn't ask that many questions. We only have 50 spots, so we're basically going to reject you right now because you're asking too many questions and go with some of the other people, which is strange as fuck. So basically what is happening here, let me just show you. The acting, the acting business school was basically about to go out of business. Um, you said the tuition until sep- 2nd of September was $49,000, according to their student handbook. Due to low enrollments on October 2018, the president of Harmon Simmons University was about to close the acting MBSA as their accredited B school. And so right before they close the school, what do they happen? What happens? They make a deal with Jordan Peterson. And they're like, hey, Jordan, will you put your name on this school and get students to come to the school by saying, you know, it's a Peterson fellowship? And then suddenly they go from being a school that's almost about to be shut down to having 2,300 people sign up for it. And they get to choose 50 people at $65,000 a pop. So what I'm guessing happened here is they basically came up to Peterson. They said, hey, Peterson, want to know how you can make an extra million dollars a year? And, of course, he's like, hell, hi-yo, I am Kermit the Fraud. Hell, yes, I want to know how I can make an extra million dollars a year. And so basically they're like, all you have to do is advertise our school on your Facebook, on your Facebook and Twitter, and maybe show up like once a year to give a speech to the students or something. And, uh, and this is all speculation. This is what I'm guessing happened, though. I'm guessing it's some kind of marketing deal. And since their original fee was $49,000 a year, now suddenly, now that Peterson's attached to it, they raised it to $65,000 a year. I'm assuming that they're giving him a kickback, probably something around $20,000 per student that he... Uh, supplies to them so they're picking 50 students per year twenty thousand dollars per 50 students is a million dollars right so they're like you can make a cool million dollars all you have to do is advertise this school to your fans and then say you're loosely associated with it and we'll pay you and we'll make bank and they'll make bank and you'll make bank so that's what i'm fucking guessing happened and this is the shady motherfucker that actually uh started the school this is how shady the people that Peterson is in business with, because he's a con artist. This is the kind of people he hangs out with. Peterson recently announced the establishment of a partnership with Acton School of Business, where a Peterson Fellowship has recently been set up. The school started and run by Jeff Sandifer, a billionaire oil man who acquired 17 billion barrels of Australian shale oil reserved in a controversial deal and pumped much of the profits into bankrolling conservative nonprofits in tandem with other big businesses and big oil groups. These nonprofits, including the American Phoenix Foundation, he gave them over $280,000, notorious for strapping hidden cameras onto operatives in order to track and illegally film politicians, essentially for the purpose of blackmailing or ousting political opponents. Sandifer also runs the Ed Foundation, a a philanthropic tax-exempt organization that spreads cash to dozens of right-wing causes. For example, it dishes out about $5 million in grants a year to conservative groups like Texas Public Policy Foundation, a climate-denying Koch-funded group, of which Sandifer is a board member in Power in Texas and Agenda-wise. Sandifer is also part of a network 
uh, blah, 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 including the Koch brothers. Anyway, he's basically a giant rich shithead who's in bed with all the other fucking giant rich shitheads, and this is the guy paying Peterson. You know, these are the same people that always pay Peterson tons of money. Peterson's making already like $8 million a year. It's never a fucking enough for this goddamn con man. He just wants to grift people as much as he fucking can possibly grift. And this whole thing sounds exactly like a fucking cult. Let me read the description from one of the people that actually goes to the school, what they had to say about it. Um... I guess, I'll, I guess it's down at the bottom of this. Let me scroll down here. Yep, here's what they had to say. Here's what, here's what Peterson's website says about it. Who should audition? You are not afraid of committing to something important, facing hard work and challenges head on. Catalysts, leaders, dedicated workers, inquisitive learners, team players. This is exactly like fucking Scientology. This is just Scientology bullshit, man. He has his own cult. And then this is what a person that is trying to, this is a person that says they go there, but it sounds like a sock account that's trying to sell people to sign up for this Peterson Fellowship. This is what they say. He was one of the founding board members of the Acton Institute of Grand Rapids, Michigan. If you are unfamiliar with Acton Institute, it is one of the most dynamic think tanks working today. It focuses on Judeo-Christian principles that are necessary to create a free and virtuous society. Their Acton University summer school experience is one of the most dynamic gatherings of people who are theologically and economically minded on the planet. It is definitely not PC, and the conversations taking place there are vital to the future of our country as we are facing an assault by cultural Marxist and socialist populism. Definitely not a cult at all, right? Want even more proof this is not a cult? It gets even fucking creepier than this, dudes. Let's take a look. This is what they literally say on the Peterson Fellowship Act. This is what they say on their website. (laughs) One caveat, while we work closely with Dr. Peterson and his team, it would be a mistake to attend because you long for personal time with Dr. Peterson. That is a rare privilege that must be earned. Does this not sound exactly like an L. Ron Herbert cult? L. Ron Peterson. This is as fucking cult as it can possibly get. $65,000 to a school that helps you combat cultural Marxism and that may give you the opportunity to earn the privilege of hanging out with Jordan Peterson if you're worthy. That is the fucking most obvious cult-like scam I've ever seen, right? It's just never a fucking enough for these people. It's crazy. Crazy how fucking cult-like. It's crazy that he can find so many people that are willing to pay $65,000 to be involved with him. That's what a hold he has on these people. And that's what I find. It's really sad, you know. There's so many people out there who are just desperate to find somebody they believe has all the answers. Like a guru who just tell them how to live their life. They're just so desperate to want to know what's going on in this world. And they just fall for this shit hook, line, and sinker. What you have to understand about these gurus is they're all just human beings. They don't really know. They don't have all the answers. They're just trying to figure this shit out like everybody else. They're not superhuman. And sometimes, like, it's, it's obviously much more rare than it is for Jordan Peterson, but sometimes people treat me like this. Like, I'm some kind of guru that has all the answers and shit, and holy shit, nothing could be further from the truth. Not only, do I, not only do I not have all the answers, I don't even have all the questions. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just trying to figure all this shit out as I go, just like every fucking body else. That's what Peterson's doing. So, you know, stop putting your faith in these gurus. Stop putting your faith in these men that you think are so genius that they have it all figured out because they fucking don't. The ones that pretend like they do, they're trying to grift you. They're trying to get money off you. They're feeding off you like fucking vampires. Wise up to this shit. It's obvious as fuck, man. All right, so that's all I want to talk about, the Jordan Peterson scam school. It's crazy as shit. If you guys want to know more about this, just uh, 
do a Google search for the Peterson Fellowship. And uh, this entire fucking thread is fascinating. Talking about people who have signed up for this and their experience and how shady this whole fucking thing is. It's obviously a scam. Obviously, Peterson is just being paid off the top for this and should n- be caught out about this continuously, but probably won't. Because, you know, these people fucking get away with murder. No one ever calls them out for anything. It's pretty fucking depressing, if you ask me. So, anyway, I guess we'll uh, take a break here and we'll watch videos. Let me go ahead and read the Super Chats first. Whatever, Super Chats. Super Chats! Um, all right. Hey, Dusty, good job on looking into this issue. A lot of bad info being been going out on this subject. Yeah, a lot of bad info purposely. They are purposely framing this issue in the worst possible way in order to spread fear about trans people because that's what sells, right? It's what they've always fucking done, and it's just... They're trying to distract you, folks. That's what it's all boils down to. That's what they always fucking done. That's what most of this anti-HJW shit bullshit has always been about. It's been about distracting from the real issues with this made-up, blown-out-of-proportion nonsense bullshit so you don't actually focus on the real issues that are affecting your lives. It's just, how do you people not see through this? It's so depressing. D-Dog, 2015, some another 10 pounds. It says, an, introduction, an indoctrination facility that costs over double the average American salary. I want to stay stupid. Oh, or... I want to say stupid, but it's more likely young men disillusioned and feeling left behind. Yeah, you know, it's people desperate to want to know anything, to believe that this guy has answers for them and that can really help their life, benefit their lives, and they're just like sad people. Like, I wish that it wasn't so easy to con these desperate people, but it is. Assholes have no bones about conning the most vulnerable of our society, and it's a fucking shame. People like Peterson are just monsters, in my opinion. 349 from Dickett, have you been watching... uh, Set of Thrones, if so, thoughts. Yeah, I'm a huge Game of Thrones nerd. I think Game of Thrones is probably the greatest television show ever created. And this is from somebody who's pretty much watched every popular television show ever created. And uh, I don't really get the hate about the last episode. I, I think the way they're going is is amazing. I think it's very surprising and uh, exciting. And like, they've always done that. They've always taken the, uh, the show and... And directions that you didn't expect it to go, and that's what makes it so interesting. And the characters that you look up to or turn out not to be exactly what you thought they were going to be. And I dig it, man. I really dig the way it's going. I don't really see the problem. I'm, I'm sad it's going to end. It is moving so much faster than it used to move, and it, the the pace of the show has definitely changed. But I still think it's good. Shane says, 499, hey, Dusty, please say hi to my wife, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. How you doing? We've been together for 10 years, and she's still the smartest and sexiest woman I've ever met. Well, that's awesome. I'm really glad you're still, like, madly in love with her. That's all, that's great to hear. And uh, I hope she had a good Mother's Day. I don't know if you guys have any kids, but uh, hopefully she did. Tell her I said hello. Clear singularity, $5. The more you know, the less you understand. That's really true. I don't pretend like I'm all that smart at all. As far as I'm concerned, I'm a fucking idiot. But, like, I have a lot of time on my hands to research stuff, a lot more time than other people do, so... I try to live up that responsibility the best I can, even though I fall far, far short most of the time. And uh, clear scenario, you five dollars. The uh, Lucy Ferry gave me a dollar and gave me another dollar. Thank you, Lucy Ferry. Very kind. More super chats, please. We're gonna move on to the video section of the show. And I've been trying hard to find videos that don't make black people look bad. I finally think I have uh, corrected the Facebook video algorithm, where it's not doing nothing besides giving me videos of black people fighting in the streets. A few more whiteies, but still some black people fighting, but mostly whiteies in, in this week's uh, segment of videos. So let's take a look. And uh, 
This was what I thought was kind of funny. The way they advertised this was funny. They basically said, here's an Antifa, Antifa thug gets tackled by police as he tries to uh, run up on the stage and attack people viciously. And so I watched this video, and if you watch it, the dude has a squirt gun. He has a super soaker. This is how much they're blowing this out of fucking proportion. Like he's trying to attack people or hurt people. He's literally got a super soaker. Let me show you. Yep, skip ahead. Here we go. Yep, too much. Here we go. Guy comes in. Uh, did I go too far? Maybe it's after this. Where is it? It shows the fucking super soaker clear in one of these shots. I uh, can't find it. Oh, there it is. You see, the, the title was, oh, he's gonna, he's charging the fucking stage. He's going to attack people. But you look at, he very clearly has a super soaker. There, look at his hand. He has a super soaker. He's going to spray them with water. He's not fucking attacking them. You guys are blowing everything out of a portion just to play the victims. It's so fucking silly. I'm not even a big Antifa supporter, but he wasn't trying to viciously attack fucking people. It didn't look like to me. It looked like he was trying to squirt them with water. So you guys are just blowing that out of fucking proportion. And, uh, I guess we're already like 90 minutes into this, so let me play this video. Holy shit. Like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on anymore. You guys remember when this happened? Maybe not. This is Demi Moore, and I don't even know what the fuck to say about this. Let me just play it, and you guys can just, like, uh, gasp and uh, guffaw on your own. What the fuck, dude? This is the greatest, and I'm putting in a fuck. shit what in the fuck is she doing man can you imagine if a, i mean there's a double standard here clearly if you imagine if a fucking man did this they would never fucking work again dude this is creepy as fuck now this is her 15 year old co-star on whatever i guess she was on a soap opera for a while and this is her co-star that she's doing this with like holy fucking shit creepy as fuck dude oh man what a different time the 80s were Wild time where you could just make out with 15-year-old boys and no one said shit as a grown-ass woman. Crazy as fuck. And here, I'm not going to play all this video, but here's some five stolen moments caught on tape. In Myrtle Beach, and, uh, South Carol Carolina, a woman named... I don't really need this dude talking. I can talk myself. Uh, yeah, so she's out there fishing, and then all of a sudden, boom! Fucking shark takes her ship! That wasn't even the funny one. The funny one's the next one I like. So, Yeah, this guy uh, catches a big-ass fish. And he decides to take the fish up on the fucking shore sure. all by himself. All by himself. And then, boom! That motherfucker gets knocked out by a fish! Ever seen a motherfucker get knocked out by a fish? Cold ass fucking knock slap ass out by a fucking fish, dude. 
whacked him right in the chin. <laughs> Watch it. Oh! Oh! Makes the very bad decision to try to pull the giant fish into shore all by himself. Boom! <laughs> Knockout! Don't fuck a fish, man. Fish will fuck you up. And uh, next video, you know what? Some people, some people are gonna say this is fake, but hell no, nah, real as fuck. There was giants fucking in China and shit back in the day. Proof as fuck, man. Don't come at me and say this is Photoshop. Real as shit. Look at that motherfucker. 100% legit. He got a body like a baby with giant traps or some shit. And uh, yeah, real. Better believe that shit. You just saw it with your own eyes. Prove it's wrong. Can't do it. And, uh, what if one day you're just like sitting in IHOP, having a meal, and all of a sudden a dude has been living in the ceiling of IHOP and then falls through onto your table? Don't go nowhere. What are you doing up there? And he's trying to get out. He's like, nope, I'm out of here. Why are you living in the fucking ceiling of an IHOP? What is happening? I'm like, don't let him leave. He's like, get off me. I'm getting out of here. Get off me. Let me out. I want to run away. And finally he gets out of there. They're like, just let his ass go. Fuck that dude. Fuck to even get up there. How'd he get in there? How long has he been there? That's what I want to know. All good questions. What in the absolute fuck? That's some crazy ass shit. That is the most random thing I've ever seen in my life. You gotta fucking really love IHOP to goddamn live in the ceiling of the place. Dude, seriously. And, uh, this got an interesting video. So this guy is out and he's uh, jet skiing around. He sees this other guy in the distance. And this guy wrecks like a motherfucker. He just wrecked. So this guy's laughing at him. Holy shit, you just wrecked like a motherfucker. And he just drives over to see what's going on. But it turns out he basically saves this dude's life. You're about to see a fucking life saving right here. This dude's hurt. Not only is he hurt, he's face down in the fucking water after this. So this other guy runs over and turns him over and saves his fucking life, man. So lucky that guy was there to see him, that he'd be dead as fuck right now. And so he basically drags him over to his thing, and this dude is fucking out. He, like, don't know where the fuck he is. He's severely hurt. And so he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that dude saved your life. You lucky as fuck. So they put him up on his uh, jet ski, and he just he's in la-la land. He don't know what the fuck's going on still. But, man, you got so lucky. You almost died, dude. Yeah, we need to take him over. anyway. Awesome to see. I like to see people getting saved every once in a while. Lucky as fuck. And uh, here's a tragic story. This is so many lessons to be learned from this. One, don't go on t Tinder dates. Tinder dates are fucking assholes. Number two, don't get on the back of people's motorcycles. Seriously. ...and horrific end to a first date. Jennifer St. Clair met a guy on Tinder, the popular dating app. Miles McChesney was a cool-looking dude. He even picked her up on a Harley Davidson. It was 2 a.m. The date was over. 33-year-old Jennifer was being driven back home. She was on the backseat of the Harley when she was suddenly and violently expelled off the motorcycle, according to court documents. A possible accident involving a motorcycle. They think that she 
fell off the bike. What happened next on I-95 in Pompano Beach, Florida was absolute horror, as a motorist who did not want to be identified explained. Laying across the road was what looked to be a body, and I couldn't react in time, and I ran it over. And uh, I came to stop as fast as I could, and as I was waiting, other traffic was came along and ran her over again and again, and no one stopped. Is it true she was struck by nine cars? Our information from our investigation suggests that it was at least nine vehicles. Yes. So what did Jennifer's Tinder date allegedly do? It's our understanding that he stopped briefly, but rendered no aid, did nothing to try to help her, didn't call for authorities, didn't try to stop traffic. For whatever reason, he decided he didn't want to stay, and he left. Jennifer's aunt can't believe what, what allegedly happened. a fucking happened. dick, dude. Sounds like my niece was left. Seriously, what a fucking dick. Takes her on a motorcycle. Obviously can't drive with the shit. I think he was drinking, too. I think that's what they said. He was fucking drunk. Put her on the back of a motorcycle, and of course, he has a wreck. Knocks her the fuck off. She gets run over by nine cars. God, poor woman. So be very careful on your Tinder dates out there and, you know, avoid motorcycles. No one is that fucking cool. Motorcycles are death traps, dude. Stay off of them. And two more quick videos. I'm not going to play all of this one, but uh, here's some train fucking wrecks. Like, you got to be so fucking careful around train tracks, dude. Seriously, trains ain't no joke. What are you thinking? So, train just go along about its business and all of a sudden, Boom! That's not all that interesting, but the next one is kind of interesting. These people are like, get me the fuck off this train, stat. It's not gonna stop, it's not gonna stop. And like, these people are like, trying to wave a train down. Stop, train, stop. Yeah, that's not how it works, dude. You don't fucking wave trains down, they can't stop. Too late. Boom, no. Don't park there. What the fuck are you thinking? Ruin that fucking goddamn lim limousine, didn't it? Yeah. Fuck that up, Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised I didn't destroy that thing completely. It's actually in better condition than I thought it would be. Big ass train just hit it. And this person, what the fuck? Yeah, that's probably fake. Hopefully that's fake. Hopefully no one's that fucking stupid. Goddamn idiots. And then this person, look. Oh shit! Yeah, dude! Don't stand so fucking close to the train track! What's wrong with you? You got an idiot? I almost got killed! And then this dude... Huh. No, dude. That is not where you park. Oh shit. Nope. Keep going, dude! Go! What the fuck? Go! Get out of there! Break through- Nope. Too late. What in the fuck? You got it, idiot. Not how you do that. Anyway. Long story short, be careful with the train track, folks. Dangerous as fuck. We're gonna finish it up with this one. And this one's just depressing. I mean, this one actually... I got, I, I kind of teared up a little bit at this. I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute. But this happened, I think, at a Mississippi Walmart. This is kind of like what it's around, looks like around here. Um, I guess these people pulled in, and this woman thought they hit her car. They did hit her car, maybe, one of the two. But then they basically, she basically, she's just trying to have a conversation with them and talk to them and, and explain to them they hit her car. And they start calling her the N-word and saying, you, you lazy N-word, you just want money. And it's just so depressing to watch these motherfucker treat people like this in 2019 current year. I can't get in the car. You ain't nothing but a stupid ass fucking nigga that's just trying to get some money. You ain't nothing but a stupid ass N-word that's just trying to get some money. This fat racist motherfucker gonna fuck you. God, that pisses me off so much. And what made me sad was this woman's response to it, because you can tell that she's just kind of defeated by it. Like, she, she's just trying to live her life in 2019, and these people are still treating her like she's subhuman for no reason whatsoever. And it's just like, 
Really? Still with this shit? Still? Oh my god. Mom, come on. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mom. Mom. You can't even get in your car. You fat, disgusting motherfucker. You fat, disgusting, racist piece of shit. You're so goddamn obese. No self-control whatsoever. You can't even get in your fucking car. You disgusting goddamn pigs. Fuck, I hate these people. Her daughter is filming, I guess. I just wanted to look at some of my car. There's been too many people that hit my car. And I didn't. Well, the way your crazy ass is parked, I wonder why. Well, come on. I did not get Diamond? Well, come on. Diamond? Okay, you need to go. No. At all. Call daddy. No, I'm not calling him. I can take part that you're sad. She's just trying to talk to I said, you the one she will hit since I'm a nigger. Look, you three. You three people. You three people in one, and you a man. I'm sitting here talking to your wife. I guess your wife. And you got a, I already got a chip on your shoulder since I'm a nigger. I will Mom, come on. What's the difference? You say it and me say it. What? What? Huh? Oh, my God. What? Huh? Is something wrong with you? We you can't What's the difference between that? you saying that I called you an N-word and me calling you the worst racial slur in the world? What's the fucking difference? God, dude. How are you even alive right now? How do you fucking tie your shoes and get out of bed in the morning? How do you feed yourself? How are you this big of a piece of goddamn piece of shit? That's what I'm saying. I said, you the one, she, he the one calling me a nigger. I said, he the one calling me a nigger. That's and what you I said, said, since I'm a nigger. Yeah, that's what time. he said, since I'm a nigger. No, you are just said that. Are y'all fucking crazy? I'm thinking this. No, a you called her that, dumbass. We fucking heard you. It's on tape. Tape. You know what? If I was anything away, I used to be fat boy, I would kick you dead in your funky ass nuts. You hear me? <laughs> You are prejudiced, racist, motherfucker. <laughs> so you, you are racist. So are you. So are you. How the fuck is she being racist? She ain't being racist towards you. She didn't call you any fucking racial slurs. It's all because How is she racist? She can't get her. Baby, ain't hey, something wrong with him. Something's wrong. He got a chip on his shoulder. He's fat and he's hungry. Come he's on. fat and he's hungry. You motherfucker. You, if I was any goddamn way. I used to be. And it just makes me sad because she's just in the car and she's just thinking about it. She's just kind of defeated, you know? Really? They're still calling me the N-word in 2019 over nothing? Over nothing? I still can't be treated like an equal human being in the modern era still with this? And it's just, I don't know, it just made me sad. Let me see. Let me see if I go off on your motherfucking ass. Let me see if I'm caught No. Call sound the police on. I don't know. I can't believe I got the truck looking like this. I had to record it, though. Anyway, they argue a little more and get it over with, but I don't know, I just, it just bothered me. It just bothered me how exasperated she was with the whole thing to be treated like that. And I just, I just can't fucking stand to watch people still be treated like that in, in, in this day and age. It's so uncalled for, so ridiculous, so shameful. All right, I'll read the rest of these Super Chats in a minute. More Super Chats, please, as we continue the show. Got a few more interesting topics to talk about. That's the end of the video segment. And uh, let's see what else we have here. Here's the way uh, Ben Shapiro's been acting. Ben Shapiro's always like this. Debate me, debate me, debate me, debate me, debate me. And the BBC News is like, okay, I'll debate you. And the Ben Shapiro's like, nope, I'm out. Break through the window, jump out. Fuck yeah. He has been fucking absolutely crucified for his running away from the interview I showed on my last uh, podcast from the uh, right-wing pundit who was asking him semi-tough questions. And I love to fucking see Ben Shapiro get shit on because what a goddamn ass clown that dude is. Can't believe how popular he is still. Somebody that's just like an intellectual lightweight. And uh, 
Time to shit on Sargon. If you had, what is that's going to shit on Sargon and on your bingo card for this week's version of the podcast? It's now. Now is the time that I shit on Sargon. Just to show how much of a uh, hypocrite Sargon is. Sargon is the do as I say, not as I do type it's really of guy. offensive, which everyone can point to a comedian that they've... Let's listen here to Sargon be a fucking hypocritical piece of shit. And I'm not going to stop telling jokes. I think that when we allow the joke police to stop us from telling jokes and using our sense of humor, even if it's rude or offensive, which everyone can point to a comedian that they've enjoyed, like Jimmy Carr, David Baddiel, Ricky Gervais, Frankie Boyle, all of these people, that we, and they've all given principled defense of the use of offensive comedy. He decided to tweet out, All I want for Christmas is white genocide. This apparent call for genocide, even if made sarcastically, is unbecoming of an academic and appears to be part of a wider pattern of racially motivated activism that has- So jokes are completely fine, folks, except when you tell a joke that I don't like, you know. Making rape jokes is completely fine. I think racist jokes are funny, that's what Sargon says, but tell a joke about white people and suddenly- <gasps> Pearl clutching intensifies, you can't do that. You can't make jokes about white people. Oh my, I got the vapors. Fucking Sargon, what a goddamn hypocrite this dude is. It has become a cause of serious concern for hundreds of thousands of people. The signatories of this petition would like Drexel University's meeting with George Sicarillo Ma to be recorded and published to ensure that Drexel University is taking racism seriously. He's basically trying to get this teacher fired for telling a joke that he doesn't like. Mr. Free Speech, who thinks rape jokes and racist jokes are funny, tell a joke about white people, he's going to sign a position and, and make a petition, uh, petition public on his website to uh, try to get this guy fired. I mean, can you get any more hypocritical than that? Is it possible? Is it possible to be more hypocritical than Carl? And since then, literally any time some dipshit from the alt-right asks me about anything, I'm just like, no, good, I hope the white race dies sooner and I hope you're the first. You <laughs> fucking morons. And then when he tells but white genocide jokes, it's fine again, perfectly fine. He's literally trying to get a guy fired for telling the same joke he just told. God damn it. How does this guy have any fucking fans? Like, seriously, how do you people follow him and not just cringe yourself to death? How are you still alive? This is so funny. And uh, I'm just wondering, like, uh, why is this cat doing sit-ups underneath this car? Like, this cat's clearly trying to get fucking jacked or some shit. Apparently, he's trying to get some cat pussy, some pussy pussy. Um, I know the feeling, dude. Keep working it out. Keep doing it. Crunch time. Cute-ass cat. Can't wait to see that cat all jacked to shit, man. wonder if it's a transgender cat. Can't let him compete if it is. Got to make sure he's banned from all competition. It would be unfair otherwise. His fast twitch muscle. And speaking of Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro tells the same jokes all the fucking time because he's so unoriginal. This guy's goddamn such a fucking hack. Happy Legal Guardian of the Unspecified Gender Day. Happy Second Legal Guardian of the Unspecified Gender Day. Happy Second Legal Guardian of the Unspecified Gender Day. And this is the exact person who has fans that will run around and call everybody NPCs. You guys always say exactly the same thing. You're NPCs. No, motherfucker. You the NPCs you're looking for. You the unoriginal NPCs that just make the same stupid jokes over and fucking over again because you have no originality in your brains. What the fuck so ever? What is wrong with you? And uh, here's some Oregon IT. Oh, yeah, this is this is my girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know if she's still awake and they're watching the show, but holy shit. This is my girlfriend so much in tea. If I can make this bigger. This is what she does when she's in the mood. She's basically like, uh, dude, hello, uh, fuck me, dude, here I am, 
take it, fuck me. And I'm like, come on, I just masturbated like three times a day. And she's like, you masturbated three times a day? Why the fuck didn't you just fuck me? Why are you masturbating so much? Quit masturbating so much. And I'm like, but porn. And she's like, fuck your porn. I want fucking dick, motherfucker. Give me your dick. And I'm like, but I just masturbated. I don't give a shit how many times you masturbated. Quit masturbating so much. Fuck me, motherfucker. And so then I have to fuck her. It's actually a lot better than it sounds. I don't know, I'm making it sound like it's such a bad thing. But hey, that's that's her. She'll literally lay on top of me. 100%. But I don't blame her. Gotta do what you gotta do to get that dick. I'm sorry I masturbate so much. I'm addicted to porn. It's a real problem. And uh, I think this is hilarious. Breaking a source close to the Florida man who raised over $22 million on GoFundMe and the We the People Will Build the Wall campaign just revealed today that the money has been diverted to pay for a million-dollar yacht and high-flying lifestyle. Who could have ever foreseen this coming? The kind artist that set up the GoFundMe to build the wall and got over $22 million was scamming people? Get out of town! And it's like, I almost don't have a problem with these people being scammed because they're such idiots for fucking falling for this in the first place. But at the same time, I hate to see asshole con men benefit from shit like this. So I just wish that they could all lose, if that were possible. But absolutely no surprise whatsoever. If you were dumb enough to give money to this motherfucker, then you're dumb enough to lose your money. You should have seen it right off the bat. This guy that uh, set up this GoFundMe account, he literally had this uh, business where he put fake news stories on Facebook and made like hundreds of thousands of dollars spreading fake news. That was his job until Facebook finally banned him for spreading fake news. They banned his entire company and he basically had to shut it down because that was all the money he was making. And so then he started this to grift people to make money. So if you fell for any of this, you deserve it. But goddamn, I really hate to see bad behavior continuously get rewarded in society. Seems to happen over and fucking over again. It's really depressing. And I guess this is more Ben Shapiro shit. This is what Ben Shapiro's like when he does interviews with anybody who's not going to ask him softball questions. He's like, from now on, I'm going to be just like Krusty and tell it like it is. Marge, you're getting a little fat around the old thighs. And she's like, oh, knock it off, Homer. You're the fattest one in the car. And then he's like... You didn't have to tell it like it is, Marge. And that's exactly like Ben Shapiro is. I'm going to own all these college students. I'm going to eviscerate them with facts and logic. And somebody calls him out his bullshit. And he, oh, I can't believe you're asking me tough questions. I have to run away now. You, you shouldn't be exactly like I'm being. Fucking pussy. Snowflakes. That's what you guys are. You're the fucking snowflakes. Hypocrites. Hypocrites all around me. That's all I see is hypocrites. And this is, uh, I, I agree with Sophane. These kind of memes aren't just stupid and easily reversed. They expose the poster as shallow and devoid of substantial criticism. You can do better, man, and it is. It's so ridiculous. Uh, you think the world, there's the difference between conservatives and liberals. Liberals are so ugly. Look how ugly liberals are. And look how beautiful all the conservatives are. Conservatives are so fucking beautiful. Dude, I live in the most conservative state, Mississippi. I can goddamn tell you conservatives aren't fucking the most beautiful. Especially when you consider that Hollywood is mostly liberal. Hollywood, where the most beautiful people in the fucking world go to to become famous. You guys continuously tell us about how Hollywood has completely been taken over by liberals and SJWs. So, which is it? Are the most beautiful people in the world liberals or are they not liberals? Make up your fucking mind, dude. Obviously, obviously, obviously one-sided bullshit, but that's all they got, really. And Elon Musk. Hell yeah, Elon Musk. You guys like this guy? He is going on trial for his pedo tweet. So basically, you guys remember this? Uh, remember those kids that were trapped in that cave? 
they went in the deep inside a cave and then rains came and the rains filled the cave up and they were trapped in the cave for like days and days. And so they had to have divers go in there and one of the divers died and everything. And so one of the divers that was in there and was trying to help them figure out how to uh, rescue the kids was this guy, a guy who lives in Thailand, I guess. Um, and Elon Musk, some people think he was trying to help. Some people think he was just doing it as a publicity stunt just to kind of take over the media. And so he was like, I know, I'll send you guys a space-age submarine just for the situation. But it turned out it was stupid because it was basically like a coffin and it wasn't. It was too big to fit through the narrow passages uh, of the cave. So it, they couldn't use it at all. And so this diver basically made fun of him and said, yeah, Elon Musk is just trying to uh, get advertisement. He's just trying to get press for himself. This solution doesn't help anything whatsoever. So Elon Musk got all pissed off and he says, you're a pedophile, dude. Don't believe the crazy pedophile. The guy lives in Thailand. He's clearly a pedophile. And that dude's like, a, and everybody's like, what the fuck, dude? You can't just randomly call people a pedophile, especially when you're a billionaire. And so he doubled down on it. And he says, is this guy a pedophile? He would sue me, right? I mean, obviously, he lives in Thailand. He must be a pedophile. If he wasn't a pedophile, he would be suing me right now for calling him a pedophile. Well, it turns out he's suing you now because he's not a pedophile, dude. You can't run around and call people pedophiles. And uh, Elon Musk, is now he's claiming, hey, I was just using my free speech. You can call people pedophiles under free speech. No, dude. When you're a billionaire, you can't fucking publicly call people pedophiles out of nowhere. You're going to get sued for that, and you're going to lose. What the fuck? So immediately he settled out of court. Elon Musk apologized to this guy. You were wrong. You know, stop acting like a fucking shithead on social media. Live up to the responsibility of being one of the world's most influential and rich men. Stop it, dude. Just stop it. And that's all the regular stories. Now we're going to finish up the show by going over the religious bullshit stuff. For those of you who miss my religious bullshit videos, I basically do an entire religious bullshit video at the end of every podcast. So if you missed that, just tune in my podcast and watch the end, and you will see a religious bullshit video every fucking week. So we have a few stories. Uh, let's see. I don't think I'm going to cover it all. I think I'm going to end the show early. We're already two hours in. I think I might just... Uh, finish up the show pretty quick here. Let me just pick the best one of these. Um... Guys, remember this? This is so fucking cringe. This is Christian prophetess Opal Covey, who's always saying absolute crazy shit. Well, apparently she was advertising she was going to be in a wrestling match uh, against some kind of evil atheist. I can only assume. And so here's the wrestling match she was in against this guy. And here's how cringe it is. She barely manages to even put a foot on this guy and get the victory. So here this guy is screaming at her. And then this other guy walks over and hits him in the head with a cane. Hurry up. Do it. Do it. Do it. There you go. Whacks him in the head with a cane. And then she walks over. And this old lady barely manages to put a foot on him to get the three count. This is how cringe Christianity is getting. They have to get advertisement press by having old ladies compete. Ridiculous, stupid. Uh, she's going to do the suck it. Look at me suck it. Very Christian of you. God, so cringe. What in the absolute fuck are you thinking, Christians? All of my no. And stuff like this just fucking kills me. This Christian guy, Matt, conservative Christian commentator Matt Couch, said in a bizarre rant today that he is grateful to Donald Trump for the fact that people are saying Merry Christmas again because apparently no one was allowed to say to do such a thing when Barack Obama was president. Let's hear him talk. It's so cringe. President Trump is a chosen man. And if you don't believe that, you just don't understand how things are working out in this country, in this world. You don't have to like him, but unfortunately for you, facts matter. 
facts unfortunately matter. People say Merry Christmas now when you go through the drive-through. That didn't happen eight years ago, folks. And if you and once again, if you say it did, you're a liar. I'm sorry, I hate to be that mean. But if anyone tries to tell me that eight years ago when Barack Hussein Obama was in the middle of his, his eight-year run, if any of you really think that people were saying Merry Christmas, hell no, they weren't. They were not. And I've noticed the last two years, it doesn't matter if I go through an Arby's or a Chick-fil-A, people are saying Merry Christmas. They weren't doing that four or five years ago. Uh, yes, they were doing President that four or five Trump years ago. President Trump has what brought that back. How did he bring it back? Why the fuck would they suddenly just start doing it because Trump is president? Did he pass a law or something? What are you even talking about? People have always fucking said Merry Christmas. You guys are just making shit up. Like, I wonder if he actually believes this. That's what I'm... I have no idea if this, this person is just completely delusional or if they're just trolling, or if they're lying, or like, I have no idea. It's just so bizarre. But obviously, nothing has fucking changed. These people would just literally do anything to build Trump up and play the victims for themselves. It's uh, so maddening. And that guy looked like he was a few chromosomes short, in my opinion. And uh, a Catholic school student who lost a lawsuit against the state of Kentucky after his school banned him from being unvaccinated just came down with the chicken pox. Yep. Big shocker. I don't want to be vaccinated. Vaccinations don't work. Well, enjoy your chicken pox, dumbass. Like, I hope you don't get polio. Nearly 90% of the school students have religious exemptions against vaccination. The exemption form warns that the health department can restrict school attendance in case of infectious disease. That's exactly what they should do. You should not be allowed to go to school if you're not vaccinated. Sorry, you shouldn't be allowed to be around regular normal people because you're not a regular normal person. You're like mentally deficient and you're dangerous. So you should have to keep your dumb ass at home and be homeschooled if you can't do the basic decent thing and uh, get involved in the herd immunity. Be a part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Otherwise, you're just like infecting people, right? Fuck you. Ridiculous. And uh, Banana Man, Ray Comfort, remember I did a video uh, not long ago where he, uh, he put out a, uh, a movie where he basically claimed that his whole banana thing, where he claimed that banana was proof of God's existence, was just a joke. He was just joking around, and atheists took him seriously because we're dishonest. We were so dishonest to take his obvious joke about the banana serious, but he, he wasn't joking. He's back saying the exact same thing, and now what he's saying the same thing about a coconut. Apparently, coconuts are proof of God's existence. Let's have a listen. Now to the coconut. Remove the outer protective wrapper. You can see after two smashes with a heavy rock how it's busted lines down this husk. Almost like husking corn. It's not difficult. There are easy to follow instructions on the outside of the container. There is a line of where to cut and there is a face that must be facing downwards. Mm -hmm. God done it. Look how cleanly that God designed the coconut, the coconut for you. We can pop it open and salvage the water from our coconut. As easy as that. So here's the instructions again that have been put on the package by the maker. Mm -hmm. Look for the line indicating where to cut and the face that must face down. After you cut it, you can enjoy the healthy and wonderfully tasty edible and enjoy the healthy thirst quenching, no preservatives, preserved drink that lasts for years in the container until you open it. So count down to he claims that this was just a joke too atheists are taking me out of context i'm clearly just joking about the coconut you guys are so dishonest no dude we're not taking you out of context that's exactly what you're saying it's just as stupid as we think it is 
You're just as much of an idiot everybody's claims. And but the thing is, it doesn't even matter. Like these Christians, they're gonna get support regardless of what they say. They could say the most ridiculous fucking shit, and people don't care because they're cult members, right? Cult members don't give a fuck. You know, truth don't matter. And uh ND man pleads guilty to masturbating in church's baptismal pool during Mass. Of course he was. Why the fuck wouldn't he? 21-year-old Zachary Burdick has pled guilty. Oh, dear God, to masturbating in the de- and desecrating a baptismal pool inside a church. The incident took place on a Tuesday morning in October at a Catholic Spirit of Life church in Mandan, North Dakota. An employee saw Burdick take off his clothes and jump into the past baptismal fountain near the entrance. He then dipped his rear end into the holy water fountain before splashing around and walking down the aisle while still masturbating. All while 75 people were attending Mass. Holy shit. Apparently this dude likes an audience. He's kinky. He's like, I'm just going to whack it in the fucking middle of church with holy water. I'm going to just do the most profound thing I can possibly do. That's what gets me off. I kind of admire the guy a little bit. Way to take your kink to the next motherfucking level, dude. Seriously. I asked Zachariah, or Zachary, about masturbating and told him he could not do that in front of others. Zachary replied, especially in church. Next, I asked Zachary if he was masturbating to get sexual gratification. No, dude. Of course he wasn't. Why the fuck would you masturbate for sexual gratification? That's just craziness. Zachariah said yes, and that he was going to try to bust a nut. (laughs) I guess he was on meth. I don't know, but that's some crazy-ass shit, dude. But, you know, I admire Do what you got to do, dude. I'm addicted to masturbation, but I don't think I would do it in church. That's taking it to a whole other fucking level. I kind of, you know, I kind of admire that a little bit. Way to go, dude. And uh, according to a private recording that I guess Michael Cohen... Uh, was doing an interview with Tom Arnold. Remember Roseanne's old husband, Tom Arnold? And he secretly recorded it. And Michael Cohen basically admitted on tape that Jerry Falwell Jr., you guys might remember did a video about how Jerry Falwell Jr. bought a gay flop house for millions of dollars with his pool boy, with the pool boy he met at a, uh, a local resort he was at. And then he became real good friends with this pool boy. And the pool boy started traveling with his wife and uh, and him all over the country and then suddenly he decided to give the pool boy millions of dollars in order to buy a gay flop house in Florida. Well apparently Michael Cohen is on recording admitting that there are these racy pictures of Jerry Falwell Jr. and he helped uh, I guess buy the rights to them from whoever had them. He helped broker the deal and had them destroyed. No no uh, word on exactly what the racy photos were. I'm assuming it's him sucking the uh, pool boy's dick or something like that. That's just my imagination running wild with me. That's basically probably what it has to be. But anyway, so that's the new uh, scandal with this Falwell dude right now. Caught on tape admitting there were some racy photos he wanted to have removed from public view. Destroyed altogether. And they paid Michael Cohen, who you might remember was Trump's lawyer, who was the guy that... Uh, set up the deals between Trump and Stormy Daniels and the other porn stars he had sex with in order to buy their silence. Well, he's basically doing the same thing for other people like Jerry Falwell Jr. because they're all fucking lying scumbag con men who, you know, continuously break the law and act like shitty people in private and get away with it because they have millions of dollars given to them by fucking idiots because the world is goddamn disgusting and depressing. So... Anyway, I'm going to finish it up by reading the Super Chats. Last chance to get your Super Chat in if you want to ask me a question. All questions will be answered. Uh, doesn't look like I have very much in the Super Chat area. Dickhead says, what are your thoughts on Jehovah's Witnesses? Obviously, it's just another fucking cult. A cult of asshole. I wish they would come to my door. So they never come to my door. I don't know if it's because I live in an all-black neighborhood or it's because they don't mow my lawn or what it is. But I would love to record me some fucking Jehovah's Witnesses sometimes. Absolutely goddamn crazy-ass people. 
And uh, you versus me TV gave me $2 and said nothing. No question whatsoever, but thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Very kind of you. And uh, short show today. Didn't have three hours worth of material. Only had two hours and five minutes worth of material. So you guys ever watch the show? I do the show for as long as the material lasts, and then I end the show. Otherwise, it's fucking boring, and I don't want to do a boring show. I just want to do the most jam-packed, fast-paced show I could possibly fucking do, and I've done that. So that's it, folks. Please support the fucking show. Patreon.com, Funch Last Podcast. If you enjoy what I do, please consider supporting it. I will continue to do it. Uh, really means a lot. As always, kind words are a form of currency. I go back and I read all of the messages that are left in the chat in real time. So I'll go back and watch this video. So be sure to leave your messages. Also, please come back after the video is uploaded and give it a thumbs up and leave a nice comment on it. It very, very much helps. And please tell your friends. Best way to help this podcast grow is by word of mouth. And like you guys could just say, hey, if you watch the new podcast, Dusty's killing it. It's one of the best podcasts out there. I highly recommend it. If you guys would tell your friends about that, I'd really appreciate it. So anyway, I will be back Friday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Whole new show, jam-packed full. I will see you guys then. I appreciate you joining me. I love the fuck out of you guys. Until next time, as always, logic. Fuck yes. Thanks, dude. I really appreciate it. Love you guys. See you soon.